You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hello, another episode of Axe to Grind. This introduction is just to give you the heads up. This episode was recorded on the fly using not our regular equipment, and as a result, it's pretty rough. I suggest that you listen to it on your crappy uh, laptop speakers if you can. That'll take most of the edge off. On headphones, might be tough. So the reason we decided to keep it, even in the face of uh, our stringent quality control, is because our conversation with our guest Ivy felt really worthwhile and we wanted to air it. We'll have her back when we have better audio and, uh, you know, ever upward, we're working on our ability to understand audio, simple, simple, simple audio interfaces. Uh, without further ado, episode oh, Axe to Grind podcast episode eight. Eight. Thank you so much. Wow. I'm one of your co-hosts, Patrick. I'm Bob. I'm Tom. Hi, my name's Ivy. Ivy's our guest today. Uh, here's the deal. A lot of you have said, hey, why don't you get a woman's voice on this otherwise really depressing sausage party that you host every week? And we've said, yeah, we, we'd like to, you know what I mean? But scheduling, we, you know, whatever. We're not so great at that. Uh, we're terrible at scheduling. Ivy was invited to, I guess, speak on women's issues, but that's like kind of too broad and yeah. too narrow. There's basically, look, you're dealing with half cavemen trying to describe their best effort at doing the thing that A, you asked for, and B, we think is actually kind of legitimately important. And, and also, we, we've gotten a chance to, to spend some time with Ivy, ate some dinner. Patrick made us some very spicy vegetables. So spicy vegetables. Were they spicy? They were so I spicy. I didn't have any. They were pretty spicy. I didn't want to say it because you, you mentioned being from New Orleans and I'm like, uh, or living in New Orleans. I'm like, oh man, maybe she's like got spicy taste, but I was like feeling it. Okay, good. Okay. She's right. given the no. So, um, and we realized that she's just an interesting human. So we're going to do what we do, which is talk to interesting humans. And here's the deal, fam. Uh, Ivy represents two perspectives and it's important that these don't get conflated because a lot of our listeners are, let's say, f we get people that are 15 and we get people that are 40. And I want to give you all the credit that you deserve. I assume because you're listening to us, you're smart people. However, mm, there's one idiot in every flock. Ivy represents two perspectives. She is a woman who goes to hardcore shows and she is a casual fan of hardcore music. These are not to be conflated in any way. No. They're not to be confused by you dummies at home in any way. This happens to represent her, the individual, and two perspectives that I was interested in talking to anyway. Does I'm more of an underrated Twitter personality than anything else, but yes, I am a casual Th fan. Throw your handle. We can do that. You can <laughs> we'll do that at the yeah. end. Um, we'll, build, we'll build your following. Yeah. Thank you. So, teaser, teaser. I'm here for my brand. Yeah. Uh, so... Did you throw the at? I wasn't paying attention. Not yet. We're no, waiting. Tom is our end. Tom is on full full tween mode. He's just looking at his phone Are the entire time through this whole thing. So, I'm ready to follow. <laughs> yeah. So here's the deal, everybody. And we have a new co-host. Uh, Host, give we us. We got the, a lot to talk about today, and we're going to start. Uh, every every episode is someone's first episode. So so, 
I'm going to explain to you the format, which is extra special today. Extra in need of explanation today because of what we're going to talk about. Axe to Grind, the name comes from the thing that we announce whenever we're going in on something and we have an implicit bias. When we have a pre-existing bias or, or, or grudge, any sort of beef that might color the next thing out of our mouth, we are going to say, I got a bit of an axe to grind. That's the format. Important for what I'm going to go into later, which is going to involve physical threats. Yeah. So he's, on, he's on one here. I'm on one. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> so, you do, so, but... Uh, let's lead. Firstly, thank you for thank you for listening again. Yeah. The feedback we're getting is fucking bananas. So yeah, appreciate y'all, it. y'all great. Thank Good. you to all the old folks that are checking out newer bands. Yeah, thank you to all the young kids that are checking out the older bands yeah, and young people. everyone in between. It's fucking great. Let's start with. Okay, now listen. This is a broad topic. When you get at us and what are like, yo, why are you talking about Turnstile again? Well, don't be fucking stupid. They just put out a big fucking record. That's why we're talking. It's the biggest hardcore record of 2018. And shout outs to the dudes in Australia right now. Oh, is that where they're L- Living well. Yeah. Are they? He, yeah. Here's the deal. And they're on the cover of fucking Spin Magazine. Yeah, that's crazy. They're I thought, doing something. I, I thought that was like a... Like, a, like, like, you, like your mom gets yeah, it from you yeah, at the yeah, mall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, but yeah. Yeah. and I think that's bigger to people who are older. You know, Spin Magazine's like something. I said it to a dude who's a little older than me, a friend of mine who's like 42 and doesn't really care about Turnstile. And he's like, what? They're on the cover of Spin? Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's a weird thing. And that's something that we can talk about like when we get into the reviews and stuff. I feel like we always are like, holy shit. Hardcore band X got you know acknowledged by Rolling Stone, by fucking MPB, by this, by this. But as soon as they don't get it, they're like, of course they don't fucking get it. Right? They shouldn't be in our scene anyway. Y- you know, what? it's a weird. I have a negative thing, like a like a shit. Like I turned this into a negative somehow. Like of course you did. Like Turnstile being on the cover of Spin, there's nothing bad about that. No. Good for everybody involved. However, I got this weird vibe where I I don't see it as Spin. I th- when, whenever a hardcore band makes it to the cover of Spin, I don't see it as, oh, hardcore is getting a bigger look. I think, damn, Spin is low rent now, huh? Right, you know but, but, I mean? here's the, but, uh, but as a pullback, as a pullback, when else has a hardcore band been on the cover of Spin? Right, or Rolling Fucked Stone. up's the only one if you oh, consider right. fucked up a hardcore band, sure, which at sure. that juncture... Were they on the cover of Spin? Yeah, they, they were. were yeah. That's Damien pretty impressive. full on, like, do, do with a, like, a weird eye makeup thing or something? I don't remember weird. that much. Weird. Oh, was that when he did, like... Oh, okay. Yeah, like the Droogs or whatever. I do remember that vaguely. Yeah. So anyways... Turnstile. Speaking of mainstream press coverage and Turnstile, we're going to talk about the Turnstile review. However, this is a broader topic than just the Turnstile Pitchfork review. Uh, we're going to talk about reviews in general. Reviews in general. Uh, Should we read the review? No. It's and I'll, I'll explain right, that why. I'll explain why. <laughs> wow. I'll explain I was why. Gonna, we could have Ivy read it. Uh, no. Oh, she's I'll explain voice. why. I'll explain why. Okay. Because here's my first beef. And everybody needs to understand the ecosystem here. Which is... Things get reviewed, and it is a means of putting your shit out there, and it's positive. That's exactly what we're trying to do here, right? We talk about people's music here. Nothing wrong with it. Anybody that's got a problem with us talking about your music, don't put out motherfucking music. That goes across the board. Or get better. Or get better. So I don't got a problem in the world with reviews. However, it's evident and obvious when somebody is trolling. When somebody is clickbaiting you, when somebody is putting something out in the world with the hope that I hope that all of these people's friends share this because I'm going to get hella clicks. Grind that totally out. Let's talk about it specifically. I'm yeah. going to grind like a motherfucker. Now, please interrupt me and 
I think that the kid that wrote this review might not have a close set of friends to check him when he says something stupid. So who's this dude, Sam? I, I've never heard of him. I don't know. Yeah. I, we'll get into that. What's we'll the gist names? of the review to start? The gist of the review was that... Brendan's sexist. That's the gist of the review. Is that real? Was that in there? Yeah, he said yeah. that. Um, he pulled up some lyrics that were like, oh yeah, this guy is clearly a misogynist. And it's like, and there's more denigrating. went back to old, old songs. Too, old there's yeah. more denigrating lyrics in like mainstream rap songs or like yeah, right. albums that get positive reviews on Pitchfork. Yeah, in fairness, uh, I got, let me do my caveats and fair shit and all that. Uh, first things first, it's an ecosystem. The people that review records are part of that ecosystem. It's easy to get mad at them, but it's also you kind of got to understand that they're promoing your material. So that's the same the first. thing as when when we talk on somebody here. If we aren't like yippee ki yay, this was the greatest thing ever. Well, we're still talking on you, so you got to appreciate Correct. that. All so, publicity, so, yeah. good publicity. Exactly. Got to check right. you out anyway. So that's a understand the ecosystem. B is that you're totally right, Ivy. That that. There's shit on there. Like the 21 Savage record might get a good review and, and not mention the, the rampant misogyny. But uh, for some reason, uh, something Brendan sang fucking six years ago matters to this. Yeah, grind it on this dude. But different reviewers, we got to be we got to be frank about that, is that these outlets that put this shit out that do these reviews, they're not accountable to anybody and they will put out anything that clicks anything that gets the people to sure. read the thing so like different people review different things you know right I mean? and so we're saying too is that a, a negative pitchfork review on the turnstile record is probably getting five times the clicks that a glowing review gets or just the apathetic well, easy easy seven i can i can bust you out with the actual analytics on this is that uh the touche more record i want to say uh came out the same time as an earl sweatshirt record yep i uh, Earl Sweatshirt sold, obviously, way more, way more streams, etc. The actual engagement in terms of shared content on, on the Touche review was seven times the Earl Sweatshirt one, which means that every kid in a specific subculture that sees that review shares it with a friend. Right, because there's more engagement in a community way with this genre, broadly speaking, than the, another, which, I mean... I think we all get that, especially doing this podcast. We hear that frequently. Exactly right. So it's worth it when we say what is what is uh, let's talk about what a review on Pitchfork does or doesn't do. Yeah, uh, what does it do? So what it really does is if you are aiming for the indie festival world, a good review will give you a leg up. Yeah. A good review. Self Defense got a middling review. Right. And it opened up doors for us on the festival circuit. Yes. Right? That's what it practically does. That is so wild. It's so wild. One person has it's, that much of it, an impact. It, well, it's it's optics and it matters to the people right. booking the festival. Right. Like and it's like that backdoor on, bullshit, yeah. you know? And it's fine. Right. And it's there's a place for that. And it's you know, it's people assigning tastemaker status to uh, someone, whether it's actually to the individual or the site, which is what happens with Pitchfork a lot. So, with that in mind, what it doesn't for for Turnstile, this does nothing. A negative review at, at Pitchfork, where they didn't anticipate getting a great review, means nothing. It doesn't. It does it's not. Hurt, it doesn't hurt them. Right. Uh, it's the uh, equivalent of like Buddyhead. 
Back in the day, like people used to be like, "Oh fuck, well, Buddyhead's gonna review our like hardcore record and shit on us and make us sound stupid." Well, but that's the thing. It's right? the same thing. It's it, like, who gives a fuck? Okay, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there used to be this um, music forum, and it might still be there, called Hipinion on the internet. Okay, yeah. And um, they would like review music, and it was pretty much like if you got a good review on Hipinion, like this forum just full of like music nerds talking, then your album's cool, and like people from Pitchfork would read it. And then one day, everybody on the forum got together and like made this album of songs about members of the forum and then reviewers on Pitchfork, and it was the funniest thing I've ever heard. Uh, and I, I just thought of that. Sorry. See, and that's, uh, but I'm not, I'm not even mad at that because I think that's you know, kind of something that's missing, like this collective, this idea of this forum of people talking about music. You know, that's like organic cool. music reviews. Right. It's organic, and right. it's people sharing music in the effort to spread the gospel, so to say. And, I mean, and it's a fair overview. How it's we like can a, fucking relate. Like well, Metacritic or something. Well, well, like well, it's sort of... I'm, here's where I dive in a little bit. Let me speak super holistically about reviews. I've been playing music for a long ass time. There's not a rev- there's not a review I give a fuck about, and I think bands would do well to insulate themselves against what a review does or doesn't do. And what I mean by that is, if you are not aiming for something, if you're stumbling into things, I. Uh, a review, a bad review, is not going to hurt you in any way. If you are, uh, if if you are aiming for something, then a review can hobble you. And I urge you. So let's just right. let's don't just don't allow yourself to be hobbled. Don't allow yeah. yourself to be hobbled. Right. And right. Turnstile is not allowing themselves to be hobbled. Their their summer tour offers are going to be the same. Their sure. fucking festival. I mean, they might not even give a fuck. And, and no, they don't. Pull, let's pull it back to this: is that I think. This negative review isn't hurting people who are seeking out new music or stumbling onto new music from checking out that record one way or the other. Right? No. You know, like if you're someone who's seeking out new music, right. that Turnstile record's kind of been everywhere for the past few weeks, right? Well, that's, that's right. And the whole more promo. Yeah, and it's just, you know, they have a fucking disco ball on the cover. There's no disco on here. Like, are you well, well, kidding me? Okay. No, that shit was Re- corny. They were just like, he obviously had something against them. Well, he quoted some lyric. Yeah. That's the deal. That is was that, not yeah. That's what I that's what I don't respect is when you clearly have an axe to grind that you don't announce. Sure. Because that motherfucker that oh, yeah, reviewed that shit so when I see a review that's like controversial of any type, the first thing I do is first click, thing. click on a dude's name. First thing. Look at what else he reviewed. Because Cheat I, code for music fans. Yeah. 100%. I always tell the story, self-defense got a bad review. I click on the reviewer. He gave Gnarls Barkley at nine. I said, <laughs> And all of a sudden you stop caring. Yeah. I, I, I said, okay, my G, I can't do a fucking thing for you. So... Likewise here, I click yeah. on the thing. He gave Haram like a like, like a nine or an some eight. shit, yeah. and he gives Gag an eight. Let, let me be honest with everybody here. The dudes in Haram and the dudes in Gag don't think they wrote a better record than the Turnstile record. You're not fooling anybody with right. that hot take. Like, if you want to big up those bands because that's your sound, there's something yeah. about that that's right. appealing to you, you might like the attitude, the energy. The vibe. Yo, good for you. That's cool. Nobody literally... I, and I'll say this straight from my motherfucking heart as a guy that's been playing music for a long time. Say it We've for been me, cursing Jess. a lot. Yeah. Nobody believes that, that those voice, records boy. are better than the Turnstile record. No, you yo, couldn't find no, a person no, 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 no. You, honest there, in your heart. There's, yeah. There are pretenders or people who are more concerned with the uh, purview or 
um, aesthetics of or all the surrounding. And when I read the review, I'm reading it and he's using a lot of language and he obviously feels a way about this being on Warner Brothers subsidiary, Roadrunner. And he fe- so me and Pat hit the same place where first thing I did, I saw this thing was getting traction. I click on dude's name, look at, and I looked at what else he was reviewing and I go, Yo, I, I wish this hit the dude who just likes white stripes because I feel like I'd get a better review from someone just from a point of of complete ignorance, ignorance and that's fine. as opposed yeah. to a bias against. You know what I mean? This dude has a leaning in this world, and that's fine, but that means he's not going to give this record a fair shot. Correct. And I'm going to say something controversial that's going to make me the bad guy of this episode, but I expect to, stu- I expect <laughs> to stumble on some of my Ivy questions anyway, so... I'm going to be the bad dude. This is, this is going to be my role this episode, right? If you haven't done a thing, I don't want to hear your criticisms on any fucking level. And I know, see, Bob is, Bob is tilting his head because Bob has worked in music but has not been but in a Patrick. band since 1998. No, 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 no since 2000. But no, I'm not saying not done anything because I've done things. I've done lots of things. And I think I have this conversation frequently with my friends who are like, oh, this person should be on, this person shouldn't be on, this person, da, da, da. Yeah. I think doing things is a broad spectrum. And, Absolutely. And I, I'm going to give this reviewer dude uh, a credit. He's in a band. This is not very good, right? Um, but but he he's doing something. He's writing, and he's not just putting stuff out on Twitter. I, I'll go with you on the oh, if you don't do something, you shouldn't speak on things. Ah, yo, the kids who are doing zines, yo, making that fucking zine is a is a labor, right? 100%. And I think going, going back on Twitter, and I'll give this dude credit for being a dude who writes and does music reviews, and he's doing that. I just think this was a bad look. I think he wrote this. Not from, I'm going to give this record a listen, and if it's not my thing, I can say it's not my thing. He came at it and was like, I'm going to jab this. I'm going to jab this. I'm going to get them hot clicks. Right. And separate issues. I got my own issue where we all know objectively what a bad space shuttle is. It's one that explodes, right? We all know. Oh, I remember that shit. We, <laughs> I was in school for that. Yeah, yeah. We, we all remember I got sent home early. So... That's a bad space shuttle. Yeah. We, Krista McCullough, we, rest in peace. We can Why be, do I remember her name? We can be total lay people and know that that's not working. Right. With music, I better see your fucking resume if you want me to take your opinion seriously. Well, and, and that's, why, that's why this dude's, his band is getting put on blast. Oh, like, are people clowning? Uh, a little bit. It's called, it's preening. Um, maybe, I don't know if it's on Spotify, but it's on Bandcamp. And it sounds like a uh, loose... Post punk ish with Say no more, someone yeah. Yeah, I mean, with someone it. playing saxophone, <laughs> but not in a way that nobody I needs a strange. fucking saxophone. And it's funny, Patrick and I, the germ for this very podcast started when him and I sat and did a four hour death talk on, oh, yeah, for right. Death Wish. Oh, yeah, 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 at my office. And we literally would just pick up like you know, different um, uh, record covers and kind of like give our thoughts and all this sort of stuff. And my whole thought, and we had this conversation. If you can't do it better, I don't want to fuck it. Not even if like you haven't done it yourself, but if you can't do better, you need to shut the fuck up. Uh, see, and let and the, I do let believe I do talk. believe if I did a band, it'd be better than self defense or, or indecision. But, but that's, that's okay. But here's and that's I mean, as long as you got illusion, <laughs> it works too. You know, <laughs> you can be happy as long as you got a resume. Then we can, does it have to be a good resume? Like no, no, no. But it just has to give me an idea of what you are about. 
Well, it's clear what he's about. Yeah, I know, but that's why Turnstile's not, not in his lane, and he just has. Listen, a, this motherfucker is he from like? Is he from like? No, he's from I would love to know where. He, oh, he's from the Bay, not even from their neighborhood, like yeah, their area that he no, might have a personal listen, vendetta or something. You see these type of reviews, and they're transparent, and that's what is bother. That's what's irritating about it is because, like, listen, my dude, if you're gonna fish for clicks. You're using dynamite to get the fish. You're, you're right, looking yeah. like a clown right now. And let's bring this back to the ceremony review. Now, cere- wait, quick, quick, quick. Before we move on there, everybody in this room likes that turnstile record? I take it. Mm-hmm. Ivy, talk about it. You liked it? Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, I like turnstile because mostly they're just like a really fun band. Yeah. I like things they sing about. I don't know. No, no but I, mean, but I think no, that's, that's really thing. their but vibe. But I feel like, I like that's more. Of, but that's more of a, an honest review than this dude who's coming at It's like, oh. This has a feeling. It's like fun. It's upbeat. It has this thing, and I, we have encouraged people to talk about music, whether you make music or you don't, or you're involved or you don't, or you just go to shows or you're just casually into it. If you feel a way about music, try to express it. And this whatever dude, that way, this dude, I don't think felt a way about the music as much as he felt a way about this band and this record and wanted to tell people about it right. more so than about the music. Listen, this dude is a punk purist with no fucking stripes. Like if if yeah. you're ding, ding, Felix ding. Havoc. You, you can you can fucking lecture me on your nonsense purism all Kent McClard wants to give this shitty yeah, review. Right. Have at it. Exactly. Yeah. You earned your stripes. You can talk on the motherfucking subject. Yo, Pat and Tom. Kent, Kent wasn't in a band though. You know. So nobody. You put know what? Evolution. He wasted yeah. so much I of his know. life listening to that music. I'll give him a pass. And he Same did, here. Uh, yeah. Thank you for the pass, guys. Well, all right, fair. So we'll let you slide. So here's the deal, though. Uh, no stripes. I don't want to hear the bullshit now. I would like to bring this back to the ceremony uh, review yes. from a few years ago for the L-shaped man. Now, what, ha- what uh, publication? Also Pitchfork. Also Pitchfork. Now I have no recollection. I, this is me being clear and also covering myself legally. <laughs> I don't know anything about the reviewers of these things. You know, what I mean, we just speculated no. on this kid, but I don't know his last name. Same thing. It's with, out there public, though. I know, sure, but but I, I guess what I'm saying you base is, it on his work and yeah, not his exactly, personal. Exactly like, right. I don't. Yeah. Know, I you don't, don't look up in his Facebook. And like, I've got no, yeah, no, no axe no. to grind with these fellas, and you know, honestly, I got two records coming out this year. You're part of the ecosystem. I'm not fucking mad at the role. Dude but, who reviewed that turnstile record, be nice to me. Yeah, well, is what he's saying. No, nah, yeah, I mean, yeah I mean, you are. I mean, please don't touch my. <laughs> I mean, please don't touch my record. I don't think you'll get it, but. He, he, he just wants a 5.6. As yeah, long as he gets one tenth of a yeah, point more than turnstile. Yeah, they sticker on there, better than the turnstile. That's record. all he really wants. Yeah, for the you work on that. Listen here. So, I want to bring. So, I want to bring it to the ceremony review because that was the click, click fiesta. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, not familiar. Tell us the story. Yeah, I have no uh, idea. It was the most scathing review I'd ever read in my life, and that's why it was forwarded to me because it was. At the time, ceremony, we all had heard that people that were in it, were all we had all heard that they were going for something on this next record. Uh, then that review, in my opinion, set the tone for how other critics processed that record. So things that a review can do. Things that a review can do. You think it adversely impacted that record? I do. Okay. Because it was so many so clicks and so hot, people right. were talking about it, and it... Skewed the way people the conversation, but was it a record. fair review, or like, or was it a personal like kind of? It felt incredibly personal. So, so yeah. here, so here's the thing: the Turnstile review, I think, has some perfectly valid points. I don't need any 
of those interludes or sure. any of that shit. I don't need it. Right. I don't need it from anybody. You know what I mean? Like, that's not just turns to, I don't need it from anybody on this fucking earth. That is shit for the musician. It is not for the listenership. Like that, you skipped that shit. I don't need. That. Yeah. Remember that blacklisted record? It's great. Do you need the interludes? No. Fucking no. You know what I mean? So I don't need an interlude. Adds nothing to my life. So that part I agree with him totally. Strong feelings on interludes. Yeah, the Patrick Kinsey. Right. And it was like I, questioning can I talk like about some of the. Weird. I have strong feelings on for a second. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So um, you know how earlier I was talking about um the way I feel about music that's like sonically interesting. Yes. I really like the new Harm's Way release. Okay. For this one reason, it sounds like music for people who like biomech art. <laughs> and I kind of do, so I just like want to listen to it, hanging out in like an HR Geiger exhibit or something. Right, that's, that's totally right. That is a great review because you just put your your feelings and thoughts. And I get what you're saying. I can picture that totally, and you can and you can yeah. kind of feel I'll it. Be, fantastic. I'll be honest; it's a good review, but also right? I, the reason it's good is because I don't know if that's positive or negative. Yeah, that's but true. It's, no, it I doesn't like matter. It. Yeah, she said she liked it, and she it said evokes, I like it because I like this stuff. Right. It evokes. And something. I could understand if maybe someone wasn't into biomech art that they wouldn't like the new. It harm's just makes way. me want to be more machine than man. That's all I'm saying. Wow. Right. Okay. I mean, all yeah, right. That well, was a good reference. Sure. So, I like that. So. Uh, the turns, pardon the me, ceremony. the ceremony review felt so personal. Mm-hmm. And it also, and I don't know that it was, but that's right. how it read yeah. to everyone. Literally, you couldn't find somebody that didn't think there was an agenda. And I hate that. It, I hate agendas. You look clowny if you don't announce your agenda. You just, it, it's a bad look for you as a professional. But uh, I'm going to jump out the window here and I need people to hold me back. There was or jump after you. There's a time. This is where I think Patrick's gonna throw out some physical harm reviews. So there's a the time, which is okay because I've done it for him. So it's all right. <laughs> there's a time <laughs> when uh, the if you clearly buried somebody right at the source. Source Magazine, if you gave them a bullshit review... Oh, they'd be coming up looking for Benzino. They'd come up, they'd yeah. close the doors, and they would punch people in the face Flash. systematically. Yeah. One sure. after another, I'm going to punch you in your motherfucking face. Now, do I think that's a good way to conduct yourself? No, of course not. No. But if I... Ceremony was going for something, they will never admit this. They right. were trying to enter a different world. They were a matador. It was a big, Correct. yeah. That's a that's a bigger impact than than taking a shot at a roadrunner band. Correct. To be quite honest. Correct. With you. Yeah. The and ceremony will never cop to this. They might be angry at me for saying it. They were going to try. They were trying to enter a different world. I mean, there's piano on the record. L- listen, yeah. you don't need to explain to me, motherfucker. I know, but like, it's a great record. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like but, that. But here's the deal. There is reviews. There's honest reviews, and then there's. I doubt your honesty and you're costing me money. And I'm not such a goon that if you cost me money that we have a problem. But if you're disingenuous and I don't believe the thing that you're saying and you are cavalier about costing me money, about preventing me potentially from feeding myself, I don't. One of these review dudes is going to come home and a guy's going to be waiting in his house. Because that's what happens when you cost people money. No, it's true. To be so, like, kind of, you you wield, like, this power, and you're kind of using it and just sort of, like, not giving, like, any 
paying no mind to like the actual impact of what you could be doing to somebody. Like ceremony was going for a fucking career on an, a giant indie rock label. Yep. Uh-huh. And you just trying to be like funny, haha, smarmy dickhead. That's what I'm saying. Cost those dudes it, to like right. not be a full time band anymore like, at this point. Like if you bury my record, that's okay. You didn't like it. Right. If you bury my record on an agenda, I I will go to your house and I will fucking hurt right. you. Because like, I mean that uh, obviously uh, changed their band. That's what I'm saying. They're not a full time. So you guys think that review the the impact of the in. review, not okay. the review. No, no, the right. Impact because what we said is what a review can do is skew the conversation. Going forward, especially if it catches such fire that all of a sudden dudes aren't listening to this record and going, oh, okay, yeah. It's like, oh, I read that review. Oh, and right. follow or the trail. Or if, if someone like, say, Pitchfork, you know, shits on it, mm-hmm. who's going to be the, the next big place to kind of be like, we're going to give it a completely different shine. Right. And you don't be always like, see that. If Spin or right. Rolling Stone or wherever else, is, are they going to jump out the window and kind of give it a positive spin? What do you think when you read reviews of things, music specifically, you know? I mean, generally, I'm just like, oh, this person sounds like an asshole who doesn't like anything. Right. But um, I mean, yeah. that's I know, true. And in biased reviews, if you feel that, if if I care enough to read a review about it, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. And right. I'll form my own opinions, which are usually like, oh, this makes me want to roller skate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think like for hardcore, I think it's almost like hardcore in mainstream kind of reviews. To me, um, I always think of it. I always consider it like like a horror movie review. I like horror movies. Most people don't. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you go and look at, like, some review for fucking Friday the 13th, 74, I'm going to go see it. Oh, can I interject? Because yes, this please. is a big part of my life. Please. Rotten Tomatoes. I will see yeah. literally any movie because I have a movie pass. And if it has 13% on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm there if it's a horror movie. Right. I'll be like, but what's if- the basis of this? Unfriending on Facebook? I'll watch it. <laughs> I'll watch it. It was good. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean, though? It's kind of like no. it's almost expected. That it's not going it's not to gonna be, be like, understood by the mainstream audience. You're not right. going to see a horror movie. You're not going to get in a horror movie with 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Because right. there's it's, such a significant portion of the audience isn't actually into horror movies. So when they see it, they're like, out. ugh. I so, get out, but that was a whole other so, you know, so, crossover. That, but yeah. we're speaking to what I'm saying, which is uh, this doesn't hurt Turnstile. And I think bands, like, I've done this with my bands. If you kill us, it doesn't matter. If you right. big up us, it's a leg up. But if you kill us, it doesn't matter. Well, so let's but, pull this back to, to – to, go ahead. I'm sorry. But the ceremony thing for me, you were being casual with another person's life. You weren't being a critic. You were being an assassin. And okay. I – I don't know if the ceremony dudes took that matter in hand, but like if I were them, I promise I would. I promise <laughs> this is to critics with baseball bat. I promise I'd be in your house. Like, there's just no <laughs> way that you think that you can cost people tens of thousands of dollars in real life. If I took tens of thousands of dollars from you and like you, burned it in front of you, if you yeah. had the means to hurt me, you do it. And that's my point. Is like ultimately, if you sincerely kill what I'm about. God bless you. I got a ton of opinions, too. If you disingenuously and fucking agenda-filled fucking attack on what I do, I my small little ass is going to be waiting in the tub for you when you get home. So what was he, can, he can jump like, out at you. So, I mean, the, something like that, though. Like, what, what's the what's the agenda? Like, was that ever kind of like looked into? Like, did this person have a personal problem? Were the they ceremony just, one, the yeah. ceremony one honestly felt like I was wearing uh 
you know, I was I I was the kid that was into this. Why are you swagger jacking my shit? Oh. You were posers. I'm the real deal. Right. You don't know what post punk is. Look at you hardcore kids try to be post punk. I like How, the wipers. Right. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I got into this stuff three months before you did. Fuck off. Right. So. And that's how right. it read. Yeah. That's how this fucking turnstile review reads to me. Because listen, yo, I mean. If something's not to my taste, you're going to get an honest killing. You know what I mean? But again, it's not. I'm going to no. announce up front hey, I have a genuine feeling about this shit. You know what I mean? Just do that. To, to <laughs> me, and to, to me, it reads like the. To to me, uh, Tom's 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 clown on my producing. Um, to <laughs> you have me, to read facial A lot cues. of it is Yelp, like in terms of, yo, know, if someone I, I look at Yelp all the time, look at what this restaurant, go get a taco, whatever, and I want to read the review of like, oh yeah, the food was good, da 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 da, da. but you always are gonna get that person who's like, yeah, I went here and they had a wait. One star. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? Right. I went here. The bathroom was dirty. <laughs> two stars. The food was great. But I didn't like my waitress. My yeah. table was wobbly. Right. I'd never come here again. Right. And, and those sure. throw these ratings off. And it's certainly like there are people who look at the aggregate of, oh, you know what? That one star wa- wobbly table review brought this taco spot down to three stars. I'm going to go to the, the three and a half star that, yo, actually, wobbly table tacos should be a four and a half. So actually so, the hotel I'm staying in right now, um, I was looking at reviews and someone gave it a one star review because the rooms were oddly shaped and it's haunted. Things that I can't actually prove are true. But you were <laughs> did you go because you saw the haunted thing? No, I didn't even book the hotel. Like I was excited about the haunted thing. It was like an added bonus. Negative review? All good. A disingenuine review? Disingenuous review? Never. Absolutely. Never. And we can smell it. People aren't dumb. Nobody who has shared that Turnstile review, even if you, I know people that hate Turnstile. They don't got a fucking interest at all Absolutely. in Turnstile. They read that review and were like, oh yeah, this dude's trying to pull the. It's so transparent. Right. So, yeah, so dude sure. who did the review, you want to get at us, come on. But like, yeah, you're, you're just like, don't take. Tom, Tom and Pat aren't going to come beat you up. We're good. Um, oh no. Uh, I, listen, I mean, I make no promises. No, Tom, Tom makes no promises. Yo, if I put out a record and you shit on it, I'm going to come find it. <laughs> see, I, see I, I, I know you're joking, but I. I am totally joking. So Pat's got two LPs coming out this year. We're going to sign them to you. You can give us your review. So we're clear. I don't, like, I think it is important that bands do what Turnstile has done, which is insulate themselves from... They can't be hurt. There's no review that's no. going to hurt Turnstile. They're bulletproof at this point. And yeah. that's that's partly why this dude... Let's just be honest. That's partly why this dude took the shot, is because somebody has to be the dude that says, well, actually, Black Panther wasn't that good. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right? Like, somebody has to be that dude. Contrarian. Because, yeah, that's a role. And you, we all play a role. I get it. But, like, it, it is... Uh, uh, it's just transparent, and Absolutely. that's not going to fly for anybody that cares about what they do. I need to make this clear. I will kill a later agnostic front record. Kill it. You yes. know I mean, if we talk about it, I'll murder it. No, no. But it's coming. <laughs> Please don't. Tom is saying no. But if you want somebody to end up in your fucking bathtub. But, <laughs> but I'm saying it's coming from a sincere place, and those dudes can check my resume and disregard my opinion if they choose to, right? Or they can check that you actually love the early material right. and think this is great, and you're you're just saying this record doesn't do it's it. Not it. Yep. It's not uh, it. So for you, for me, right? right. And but and we'll we'll go to the grave defending people. Being able to speak genuinely, like, hey, dude who reviewed that ceremony, L-shaped man, 
doesn't like it, cool. Say what you don't like about it, but don't go, you know why I don't like this? Because these dudes are posers. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what we do. Yeah, that's, that's our, our job. That's our role. Yes. Oh, that's our role. Yeah, you but, guys have earned it. But, that's but, true. You know, but we tell you first, ask to grind. But the reason I say, the reason I say Agnostic Front is because that band has put in how many Work. years? How many years now? 30, how many? 35. 35. So 35 yeah. years. It's literally 35, and, I think. Yeah. And the normal person cannot understand what it is to devote themselves to a single thing for 35 years. Nobody can. Like, it, and I think that that needs to be understood. No, I, I mean, imagine going in and having someone give a critique of your mom and dad's marriage. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you can't know. And you yeah. can't know. And so, so like... Because you because you went out and watched them have a date and it was kind of like awkward and and dad forgot to open the door and mom said some crazy shit at dinner you you can't be like you know what guys don't think you're doing very well yeah. not yeah. a good couple you but, know but, but I mean here's the I thing. did it better with my last girlfriend here's the thing like kill the record but don't be casual about somebody's livelihood right don't be Correct. casual kill it. Kill it. I don't give a fuck. Yep. Bad work deserves to get killed. It's part of the conversation. But don't be cavalier with other people's money. And that's what you're doing right. when you have an agenda-filled nonsense review that is meant as an assassination. That's, that's my... Enough of uh, no more hiding in people's tubs. That's enough fucking weirdness for me tonight. I mean, but you didn't need to be rained on. He was he was, no, was legitimately good. afraid that that he was going to go off, and we're going to have to be like, whoa, pop, pop, pop. We're like, going we to stop recording from scratch. We haven't yeah. had any edits or stops yet. No, we're, we're still there. So no. By the way, yeah, we do not edit the show whatsoever. Someone was like, <laughs> no. y'all don't e- you don't edit, do you? I'm like, no. This is where s- you're, we? you're sitting here listening to us talk. Well, this, with or without a fucking microphone, this one's probably going to get edited because. Uh, so, uh, people at home, we're trying a new uh, microphone setup today, and our waveforms are the craziest thing I've ever seen. Okay. So Sometimes the, it gets so real there loud. Might be, there might be some editing, but yeah. uh, long story short, no, it's the stream of consciousness. If I threaten to be in your tub, take it with a grain of salt, but for real, for real, for real, be thoughtful with reviews if you have that degree of responsibility thrust upon you. If you have eyes on you, listen, I don't think there's much responsibility to anything, but being yeah. weird about other people's money... Yo, just get you fucked up. I mean, if I may be so bold, fuck Pitchfork. Well, okay, yeah. That's I don't give a like fuck that. what no. they say. Oh, yeah. Pitchfork about anything. Up. You know what I mean? No. Like any time that I go, Pitchfork top ten records. Invariably, I listen to those records. I'm like, I would never listen to this again. And I, I appreciate Pitchfork being an outlet. And I bet if we dug, we could probably find some good reviews. But no, like I don't really care what Pitchfork has to say about hardcore. Like what the fuck? I mean, I don't even think people necessarily give a fuck what it has to say about. Much fucking twee indie, but, like, but they do create certain things that are like you know they give you a good review. You're headlining their fest next year. That's kind of thing. what they can do, well, you know right? I mean? It's uh, so there's two places to win if you are a total fraud band. That's uh, South by Southwest, yep. where if you show up with a cute name. Like oh, you bounce, you bounce. You get so fucking much height on your fucking time there. It's come with a cute name, like something like you know that's a play on words. Like Diet Sig. See, Diet Sig isn't even enough. You you need something that's like. And I'm not bad mouthing the band. I'm just thinking that's a name. No, no, it's a great example. It's a great example. Uh, Or Pitchfork. Uh, These are two places that you can kind of, if you want a two and a half year long career of. Being taken care of by promoters while you are not filling a room correctly, these are the places (laughs) that you can like have that clout. I booked a showcase at 
South by Southwest, and it they it didn't matter. No, it they matter. didn't care don't who matter. was on it. They're just like you got bands upon it. All right, cool. Do, they didn't particularly say yes or no. It's just like yeah, sure. Okay. Who ended up you playing it? Yeah. It was all it was a split rev jade tree showcase. Okay. So anyway, good. reviews in a nutshell. Same thing goes for the recent Twitching Tongues review and the former Twitching Tongues review. Listen, we all get this. There's bands that people want to win and there's bands that people don't want to win. That's just the reality. Yeah. Like Turnstile is a band that people want to win, so it's and that's not a listen, this is not me like being like it's nothing personal. No, it's, it's not. It's yeah. not me splitting. It's, it's actually really kind of nice seeing the positive kind of sure. push behind them. But the flip people. side of that is that Twitching Tongues is a band people don't want to win. Do you think that? Because I don't. I don't 100%. know. I, I, I have no opinion. So just I'm curious. The about metal that. community, who are the biggest fucking frauds on the planet, who like if we think that hardcore kids are stupid, metal people are fucking two steps below as far as just, agrees. Yeah, as far as just <laughs> following the fucking uh, the, the crowd on whatever Pendulum, it is right yeah. so like the metal community does not want twitching tongues to win and it is difficult for them to get a leg up because of that why poser stuff it's always are they they're trying to accuse those dudes of being posed yes off. it's <laughs> you it's you shouldn't be trying to do what you're doing because you're not from this. Because you're from a world that's basically adjacent to this. And Correct. that you can't have the proper appreciation. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Not so that. even though Colin sings, listen, to the people at home, to, so that I'm perfectly fucking clear, you don't know, you don't know what off-key is. You don't fucking know. Most of you have no idea what that means in application to a metal song. You don't. You couldn't fucking define it in any fucking way. I've seen some giant bands oh. play giant shows, and the dude is singing off key. So regarding that, there's a thing called a computer. There's nothing off key on a professionally recorded record unless it's intentional. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. So when I see kids on the internet or reviewers say, uh, he sounds like shit, it's all off-key singing. I assure you, it is not. <laughs> you know what I mean? That dude had 50 shots at that. It, He's 50? not doing it fucking... Okay, so yeah. let's, maybe some people are hella... Not hella stupid. Maybe some people have <laughs> never been in a studio, and that's totally normal. I sometimes forget. I've been in 150 yes. studios in my life. I forget that maybe some of you haven't. Yeah, let's, let's do a quick deep dive on this. So I've been in a bunch of studios... And as somebody who's not in there recording, hella boring. Oh, hella boring. It's, boring experience and, uh, like, it's like a cool time to hang out for a little bit. You, you've been in studios when people are recording. Boring. So boring. So boring. Just a lot of sitting. I like, want to do anything else. Literally. Yeah. Now, you guys have both done it. Give yeah. us vocalist time in the studio. Uh, I, I, play, I play like uh, emulators on my, on my computer until it's time to sit. For 80% of the recording? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing to do. Now, do you spend the entire time... like? In my experience, I would literally spend the entire recording time in the studio. So even if I had, like, hey, you're not yeah, going like to sing for a week. part of it, right. So I would literally have to sit there from fuck, however long it took while someone's, like, testing a fucking drum head. Yeah. You know, it depends. Yeah. With self-defense, I, I have the weird role of, of chief viber, where, like, I... I like to be around so I can weirdly shoot people a vibe like no nah, that ain't it so, right. you know what I mean like and, and but whereas with drug church I have a different tact to my weird weird abuse which is they send me roughs and I shit on it from a distance and so like th- there's You're like di- an executive producer yeah, there's different vibes of how I'm being a dickhead uh, about these different things right but so then when you're actually recording as a vocalist right 
Explain that. I mean, my personal experience, like I've never recorded a song all the way through. Oh no! I, I so you go like usually you'll do the you know the first line and the third line like kind of all, that's what I would, would do. do I would alternate and then kind of go back and fill in the lines. Yeah. You couldn't really tell. No, and it's easier like you could pull these songs off live, but being able to do it in a recording studio for whatever reason never seems to work out. Yes, but. You'll go, totally nailed it. The next thing you hear is like, try that again. And you're continuously, and you're in a fucking glass box with all your friends standing on the other side judging the living shit out of yourself. Yeah, that's a rough spot. It's not easy. So, like, this dude, you may think it's out of key. Like, I'm sure his brother and everyone else who was at that recording studio had him do it. Well, a hundred times to get it right. So, what Tom's talking about is a concept that you all need to understand, which is that takes are comped out of dozens so the finished product is comped out of dozens of takes i mean sometimes maybe just two takes sometimes but it is you are taking the best parts of everything and then not for nothing auto-tune i uh, there's different names for it now it is it can be seamless if you choose to make it so it doesn't have to sound like a T-Pain song. No, that's cool if you do. Straight up. But it can sound fairly... You're not going to notice. and right. Which so, makes you sound perfect. You're pitch perfect. Correct. Right. So, except for like me, my voice movie. is so bad that when they try to put me through auto-tune, it actually freaks out. <laughs> like, that's how bad my fucking voice is. Abort. Abort. But, yeah. Abort. But, but the point is that... If you don't like his voice, yeah, that's totally fucking fine. You know what I mean? His voice was a choice. But it was a choice, and it was taken to its... uh, Zenith? Well, its logical limit in terms of production. Like, it is... It's not out of key. You know what I mean? No, like it's just not. not. Like you if you say that, you're using the wrong language, which I understand because not not everybody's a musician. You know what I mean? Right. You just enjoy music. That's totally cool. I mean, but you're using the wrong motherfucking language. So that's uh, but regarding people not wanting twitching tongues to win, yo, they got hella fans that will buy seventy dollar jerseys. So like they their their fans want them to win, which is ultimately more important. But the the sort of like you know the Illuminati of or the, metal. The, I mean, and, and and I mean, we talked about what a review can do in terms of pitchfork. It can open some doors to these things. Twitching Tongues is a band who who should be on these big metal fests. Oh, and those doors maybe aren't open to them, and that's kind of being held back. One hundred percent. But I mean, like, do you think they've even are they on the metal dude radar other than the label? Because I feel like they haven't had the opportunity to go up and play with Ghost and some guy in a fucking Iron Maiden shirt. Like, this band sucks. They play hardcore shows now. Still. See, that's the thing. You know what I mean? If on this new record they play the metal shows that I want them to play. Yes. I think that they will win over the actual. Because here's a heads up to critics. And this is going to sound like real sour grapey. Musicians don't see what you see or give a fuck about what you think. So, like. Ghost is going to see Twitching Tongues and either like it or dislike it on its own merits, not what a fucking reviewer would. Or depending on its value. But well, yeah, oh, I mean, that's the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. sure. That's okay. the bottom line. But uh, that is, uh, is that enough about critics and reviewers for now? So we're going to move forward. Uh, we'd like to give Ivy some shine right now, a little opportunity to talk about some of the stuff uh, that we've kind of been asked to talk about. But there is, th- there's a bunch of dynamics happening. Somebody hit us today and raised a really good point. Absolutely. Which Kiki. is, which Kiki. is, they'd like a woman on the show, 
but not to answer woman questions, right. more to just have the conversation about that we're all having. And hanging and, out. Yeah, just talking right. about the things that we're talking about. And uh, Ivy, of course, you're welcome. You know, if you don't got someplace to go, you're welcome to chill and fucking have all those talks. But we, I think we would be doing a disservice if we didn't talk about some of the shit that is in the public consciousness right now that we do get asked to talk about. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. And we're obviously not prepared to give it its fair... No, I mean, well, I think we're we're all prepared to talk about it and have these. Oh open no, of course, of course, but but, but not. But we also want to guys. Being, right, we also yeah. want to have someone chilling with us talking about it too. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm checking the diversity boxes. Let's go. You yeah, kind of are. Really I, I'm glad you led that because how many diversity boxes you you checking right now? Yeah, I am a femme identifying person. Yes. Okay, one. Ding. I'm a person of color. Okay, two. Yeah, ethnically ambiguous. Not really sure. Cool. Yeah, you have a total mystery. Yeah. So, okay, let's talk about. Attending hardcore shows as a woman. Uh, people at home, once again, it's unfortunate that I got to put out these fucking disclaimers. Yes. This is one person's perspective. God damn it. We're going to have a hundred fucking guests. Don't, you know, take Ivy with a grain of salt or fucking follow her on Twitter. Whatever you want. But just definitely do the latter. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, part of the reason I thought you'd be an interesting guest is because you, you exist in multiple worlds. Uh, you might go to a show one night. You might go out dancing with your girlfriends another night, and then your job is also puts you in a situation where you might not be around necessarily the sensitive ass people that you that you saw at the show. I'm around the most unsavory characters. Right. Yeah. Right. In hardcore and in <laughs> or in life. I mean, probably both. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. Little you, bit you, a, I work in a strip club. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Well, Got also, it. also you're you know you live in Richmond. There's some unsavory yeah. characters, but you uh, can avoid them. They won't come to Churchill. <laughs> so, I. So, uh, Let's talk about attending shows as a woman. How fucked up is hardcore versus the real world? I mean, hardcore is such an insulated environment. Like, I just go to shows and it's fine. Like, nothing happens unless there's some sort of, like, social drama. Right. But when you first started going to shows, like, what was the dynamic, you know? It was like um, South Florida when I was in high school, so it was kind of just like, oh, I'm a little girl. Yeah, right. And it was fine. Like, everyone I hung out with was fine. I think things were, like, a lot less PC, so it was, like, a little creepier than it is now. Uh-huh. And also, I'm older. Right. Well, okay, that's, a, that's yeah, an interesting that's a big, conversation. Yeah. Were things creepier? And listen, I understand people at home, this is my own special sauce right here. I get it. Were things creepier? Or were things just like more, under the rug more obnoxious then because I tend to think that as crass as that era was and as insensitive as people were that sort of bluster and that sort of like being a loud dick you could kind of gauge what a dude was really about I mean being like a 15, 16, 17 year old girl going to shows like punk shows, hardcore shows there's definitely some men who gravitate towards you who are in yeah. like their mid 20s and they want to like take you under their wing in a non-mentoring way. See, okay. Uh, if that's yeah. If you can expand on that because that's an interesting I wonder honestly, this is me being like totally frank with the yeah. room. I wonder if I've ever low key done that. I can't think of a time that I ever did. I, I think I think it's a cool question because that's another thing we really want to talk about at some time point point because you know we're talking about this youth culture, but it's also like this huge, weird little insulated world where you have dudes who are in their mid thirties hanging out with dudes who are twenty. 
and and then due to our older hanging out with younger, the age gap thing because it's this shared community can be weird so being 15 16 17 like uh, is this the only community that's like that I don't know if indie shows have the same problem. You know what I mean? Like, is no, there like, think, you know, you go to a get, Deadhead show and it's like no, a 15-year-old kid smoking weed next to like a, their 72-year-old Yeah, but it's not, like, it's not like a... But it's like a family thing. Right. It's yeah, not, it's true too. But it's yeah. less, it's less, um, it's less youth focused and there's less of this, and there's a lot more people, I guess. But I mean, I don't know. Death, but I mean, put, put it this way. If you had like a niece that was going to see like five seconds of summer. Say they were 17 or like some whatever, yeah. whatever the kids like these days. 21 Savage. Okay. It might even be crazier in pop punk world. But, oh, right. yeah. But I mean, oh, yeah, think about sure. it. If you saw a, 40, a 43-year-old dude at a, a One Direction show, you'd be like, yeah. what? That dude's here alone. Well, okay. Like, what the fuck? But in hardcore, that's pretty run-of-the-mill. Yeah. Right. And I, so I like that age disparity i think that that's healthy except when it's not, not exactly you know yes I mean? 100% and, and i feel the same and because straight up i think one of the coolest things is like we're talking about actual like an art form i know nobody likes to think of it like that i know a lot of people prefer to see it as community first all that shit no, whatever folk art but if we're talking about like yeah if we're talking about a folk art like it's actually to me a very legitimate thing that people would be interested in talking to older people and older people would be interested in talking to younger people. You know I mean, what I mean? Isn't, like, that, isn't that part of what we do on this podcast or our aim is, is to kind of talk to younger people and talk to older people from a younger person perspective and, and share those things. So we're like knee deep in this shit. Right. And the entire history still exists and still everyone's alive. You know what I mean? Like how rare point. is that? Sure. Like yeah, it's sort that's of like, point. It's you know, like Vinny rap. Stigma has yeah. been there from the get-go. But so Ivy, you start going to shows kind of young teen whatever teen yeah I was in high school right what was it like <laughs> yeah more holistic we're we talking <laughs> about club Q who were trying to talk to you in a weird way you said like trying to take you under the wing yeah I mean there was like a group of dudes who every time there's a new crop of girls who show up to shows they like you know try to talk to them and <sighs> stuff so okay that, that's interesting to me because that's a bit like being the uh, junior in high school where a uh, new freshman class comes in and everybody wants to talk to the freshman girls but we're talking about an age disparity of over a decade, so it's a little different. You know what I mean? And there's a there's an actual legal component. And then you become Matthew McConaughey. There's definitely um, a time I can remember where some guy was like, "Oh, where do you go to school? Like, you want to come over and listen to records? I'll pick you up from where you go to high school. I'm uh, in my mid twenties." Uh, <laughs> see, that's not it. So he was cognizant of what was going on. Yeah, and it I was like, you know, like, I think no. Gosh. Okay, right. so listen, you've gotten. You've gotten older, uh, but wow. Well, no, I mean literally. Fuck. I mean literally. That's how time works. Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> I mean literally. Uh, what I'm what I'm asking is, you know, some younger girls, yeah? Yeah. Okay. In your view, creepier or less creepy now? Uh, yeah. Which which is it? At least in the insulated world of Richmond. Probably less creepy because it's harder to get away with stuff like that. Oh, you think the call-out thing is really killing some I mean, predator-ass dudes? Definitely, and there's like people talk. It's a small town. Right. Yeah, Richmond's small town. But I feel. It, but small I wonder, town. in general, like has it kind of, sort of, that call-out culture has helped kind of stem some of the shittiness. Yeah, I mean, we definitely should call out 
bad behavior. You know, but I, oh, no, of course, of course. But I wonder how much of an impact that's actually happening, like, like the pre- preventative, like the the preemptive yeah. stuff. I think social media made it. Yes, yes, yes. To safer and easier people. to kind of just throw put it out there. Safer for sure, but I guess that's okay. So which one's a bigger? And maybe this is a generational difference. If somebody said to me, "I'm going to destroy you online so that you uh, are socially killed," or I'm going to hit you in the head with a lock until you need physical therapy to walk again. I would say, kill me the fuck online. On the internet, sure. But, I, because it used there to... Might be, there might be people who say the other, like, yeah, come over, beat me up, I don't care. I'd it, rather but not it, but be it, killed online. Uh, but, but, but how often does one happen compared to the other? But I, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. When I was a kid, I feel like Richmond in particular, it, 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 you could get your head cracked open. It was a lot more violent than it is now. Yeah. Right. Like, but but what, I guess what I'm saying is... The call-out culture, I feel like, always existed, obviously aided by the internet, sure, but, like, the repercussions, what I find so interesting, the repercussions of my new boyfriend comes to your house and breaks your knee, you know what I mean, is scarier to me, to me, personally, to me, than, and, and I don't need to be dissuaded from bad behavior, but if I did, I feel like somebody hurting me is so much scarier than the internet's wrath. Right, that's but because you're old. Is that it? Yes. That's I guess that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. that it? Interesting. Like so But I mean, do you think how like so in call out culture, now I can go to the internet and be like, you know, this guy did X, Y, and Z. You're saying like, you know, I don't want someone rolling up to my house and beating the shit out of me. In the nineties, early two thousands, it was anyone rolling to a dude's house for being untoward towards a female in hardcore. Not nearly as fucking often as people are able, are willing That's to true. kind of That's true. throw people out there and fucking put them on blast. But, but, but no I, one's rolling up and being like, "You touched my friend inappropriately. I'm going to break your fucking neck." But, as I, compared but I think. But I think. I mean, that, I defer to. You. I mean. But but I think part of that is maybe the problem is that it is a low stakes game for the accuser to go to not, and I don't mean accuser like the woman that was victimized or the dude that was victimized. I mean the the mob. It's it, it for the internet to to. Come to condemn somebody mm. is a low stakes game versus showing up at somebody's house and, and and I'm not listen this is not me necessarily editorializing on which one is better but it's just to me that's the thing that sticks out the most in my mind is like why are these kids so afraid of getting killed online half of them are going to work non-public facing jobs that it, right. it, that none of this matters at the end of the day sorry listen sorry for I people I mean maybe that, the gang mentality that people like take on on Twitter or something it's it's like scary it, yeah, yeah no right. social That's death is scary for people I, 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 well no no I, she means that she means that kind of like the, the pack mentality yeah. thing where it's a where you're being where there's a bunch of people a bunch I mean, of people you, yelling yeah. at you for something like maybe you did or didn't do or maybe you don't even know about you're getting like virtually rat packed yeah. Right, yeah. And, and, I mean, and it's is, people yeah. who like don't necessarily have input on the situation. They just want to be a part of something. Oh no, that sure. The, the, there's thing. people uh, like uh, yes, the, and this is a tough discussion, right? Because if somebody's foul, the fact that uh, I don't want to sound like we're excusing foulness because I don't always approve of the method of rooting out foulness. You know what I mean? And I think that that's the thing that gets confused sometimes. Right. It's like it's like. You know, you burn down a city block to, to, to get one dude. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm concerned about your methods. It's like, no, that doesn't mean that the dude wasn't worth getting. You know what I'm saying? Why don't you expand, if, if you don't mind, uh, the hardcore 
uh, was it hardcore abusers or hardcore predators? Was the hardcore, hardcore predators. predators? Okay, so hardcore predators was the Instagram for people that don't know. Listen, straight up, a lot of people have have written us saying, "Hey, I haven't listened to hardcore in ten years. I just like this weird format that you're all on." Right, yeah, give, give, give the yeah. brief explanation. And for those of you that have not been around, uh, basically the uh, there was a a anonymous submission uh, Instagram, Instagram account which uh, posted up texts, again, anonymously, from, or DMs from people saying, hey, this happened to me. Here's the person that did it to me. And I, here's as much detail. Like, right. It would be like an Apple's, or, Apple note of like, yeah. right. you know, calling and, out who the person was, the band, he, you know, he was, he, most well, yeah, 99.9% yeah, of the time. Um, yeah. And, and so the history on this thing is that it was up for maybe four days total. And yeah. uh, it it did get some dudes the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah. But it seemed, and Ivy can check me on this if this wasn't the temperature of the room over where she was at, but like it seemed that it jumped the shark when it seemed to have a weird glee to it. It definitely started to turn into trauma porn, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like asking for victim accounts and calling out people specifically that they didn't have victim accounts for is a very bad way to go about what could have been a very good thing. Okay, so, so when you, yeah, so, like when it started, you said it could have been a good thing. Like, yeah, it, they were doing something that maybe needed to be done. Like, I think a lot of things that people have gone through have been swept under the rug because of maybe who it happened with and like a certain cult of personality around those people that maybe like excuses them or insulates them from being held accountable for their actions. Yes. So, so what do you think? I mean, let's say this. What, what how, could that have been done right? I mean, I'm sure that there is a way. I don't personally know how they could have gone about that because I think doing it in like an anonymous way on Instagram was just a bad way to do it. But do you, that, do you think that like got to the people that they were looking to get to? Like that was the most advantageous way of like getting this information out quickly? Yeah, I mean, the dissemination of information happened pretty much instantly. And, you know, I think definitely some people who may have been guilty of those actions, like, were scared and deleted internet accounts and, like, did whatever it is people do. Now, do you think, did it really, you know, for them looking for, like, say they might have gotten one account you know, on this and then, person like, asking for and, more. Yeah. That's where I think they were. Do you think, like, up. do you think, like, before that it was, like, heading in a, in a helpful direction? Yeah, because, I mean, it's definitely, like, cathartic for victims to get their accounts out there. And, like, you know, if you can do it anonymously without fear of repercussion, like, yeah, that's great. See, I'm going to offer the the counterpoint that uh, is going to get me killed with some of our listenership. I am not an idiot. I fully understand why anonymity is important for a lot of people who have been through a lot of shit. Okay, it's a double-edged sword because I know where you're going with this. Uh, So, listen— Again, just take it on faith that I'm not dumb, listeners. I get. I fuck. I really do. You know what I mean? You went to Bard. <laughs> like, did you? I did, yes, yeah. did. I, like, I thought I made that up. He lives like, in a van at Bard. So I get it. I really do. But uh, anonymity is an impossible. It, there's an impossible burden of counterproof against anonymity. Meaning that... Do you think it affects the, the, the accounts? Because it's like there's no... It kind of 
lessens the weight of it because it's easy enough to. No, is so, that like what you mean? Like, so I think eventually it does have that effect where people start disregarding it. I do think that happens. But what I meant is that uh, a, a unverified claims made anonymously, if they are taken as sacrosanct and, and you can't question them, I don't care if we're talking about sexual abuse or uh, real estate fraud. It is impossible for for that to be foolproof. Like, okay, is it inconceivable that somebody could have had a personal grievance uh, and used that platform to to manufacture a claim that nobody can look into because it is intentionally anonymous? What do you think? It's not inconceivable. And okay, you have to think about um, when people say victims don't lie. Like, people don't lie about sexual assault for the most part if they're victims of it. And then there's like this other small minority of people who weren't victims of anything, and maybe they do have a grudge against somebody. And that's where the anonymity anonymity factor, like, kind of trips you up. So there's like a cost-benefit analysis to the like the anonymity and, 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 of it. And listen, right? So, I mean, no, I'm not No, no, no. no, no, no like no, sort no, of like No, that's fair. I listen. wouldn't, you know, if this person doesn't want their name out there, that should, you know, like I'm going to say right now my public stance on this is that if you are a victim of sexual assault or anything like that and you want to come forward anonymously cuz that's the easiest thing for you, yes. then do that. Like yes. nobody is saying that you're at fault. 100%. No, what I to be honest, yeah. y- you took it in an interesting direction. I was talking about a fully false claim, meaning mm. a roommate who has a $75 grievance with you for four years who, it, like, okay, so, like, let's say that women don't lie, but there are people that do, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, and there are people who aren't a victim of anything correct. making something up. Right, and, and that's, okay, that's a I like the way that's yeah, really put it very well. I think. So, but... Victim don't lie, but, like, people who aren't victimized do sometimes. Well, I guess that's the thing, is that, like, maybe people don't know enough bad people Right, but I sure as fuck do. I've and, met a couple, and and I know people that don't give a fuck about what might be a well-intentioned platform or or a positive agenda. They don't you know, give a fuck. Some people about just it. like to troll other people's lives. That's the thing, and, right? And I think it's it's hard. I, 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 people haven't witnessed the evil that people will do, or the the willingness or manipulation of something that should be good used for. A gain that's not with good intentions. Like I, I really believe that hardcore predator thing was started with this righteous intention of providing a forum, and it just, it got mismanaged, and it was just kind of like it snowballed, and it was hard to control, and it allowed the opportunity for manipulation. Now, do you think? Did you get any feeling? And I'm not saying this is true or not true. Um, that it almost seemed like it needed content. Like, it was almost like feeding... Like trauma porn. Like, that's why they were you like, we need like, more accounts of these people. And that's the point where I was like, okay, this really... Right, like, they wouldn't sure. let it be, like, silent for four days without some yeah. kind of thing coming out. They were constantly, like... Watch the story. Like, yeah, like, went, like, let a victim come forward when that person feels comfortable doing when so. They ready, were consistently, like, like right. and, looking and, for more, more, more. And straight Asking up. for right. victims to come forward about these people is, like... They might not be ready. Like, it's not your Absolutely. place to tell them what Absolutely. to do. Right. And, and uh, so I'm not – let's take that in the best possible spirit, that there was something empowering about seeing this wave of women come forward. Yes. And the person maybe running that account 
felt empowered about that and felt good about that. But yeah, I don't think it's debatable. Anybody that witnessed it happened in real time, it started to feel like this, we have to keep this fire burning. And let's say again, let's, let's put that in the best possible light. People, people running that account said, People are going to forget. People forget about everything. You know what I mean? Like, let's keep this active. Let's keep. And it had it gained thousands and thousands. I mean, they had like ten thousand followers in like less than a week. Right, doing better than we are. So, so my point is that like the, uh, yeah, the glee I think turned people off. The uh, sort of un. So like when you said when they started uh, looking for victims like hey come forward on about this guy. Yeah, I think that that was the point that a lot of people that I know who either work in like a victim's rights ad- advocacy capacity or uh, work in, in, in like a, you know, trauma psych, like that sort of thing. Sure. We're all like, yo, this person's in over their head. At a certain point, it kind of seemed like they were more interested in taking down certain individuals than they were about actually hearing like what happened to the victims. See, that's the thing you can say as a woman that Tom and I are looking I'll at each other going, I'll get serious for a minute. Uh, okay. Like as a victim of sexual assault, Related to like the punk and hardcore scene or whatever, it is very, very hard to come out about it. Like, it's not an easy thing to talk about. So, I understand why they started it. Okay. And like why they wanted it to be anonymous. But I think, I don't know, it just it went off the rails real quick. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think there's such a weird thing. We said small scene. There's, this is especially online, it's gotten tighter. It's a small world and. That can be a difficult thing for someone to navigate in how they want to engage in that. It's a small instance. world of like about ten thousand people who all follow that account immediately. So yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you foresee something like that coming out? You know, like coming to fruition again, or like sort of, you know, learning from their the mistakes that the you know the people that had run this past one. Um, I think more I could see it maybe curbing that kind of behavior in the future so that people know that they can't get away with it anymore. Right, because there's a possibility of yeah, this stuff happening. Someone's like, going to call you out at some point. See, I, I, which is I, fantastic. I, I got mean, mixed feelings about that absolutely. because I don't know if – and I, to be totally frank – of all the bad shit I've done in my life, I can say with confidence I don't really understand the psyche of a, uh, of like a sexual abuser. So like, pardon me if that's I, what I like about you. <laughs> yeah, I know. So pardon me if I if I'm out of my depth. But I I don't know if repercussions are what convinces anyone to not do the thing that is already a really insane thing to do. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, right, but their like whole life and identity is so tethered to like this scene yeah, like that right. you're very losing very everything. Well, and, and we kind of can circle that back to social death. You know, is this is creating social death for these people? If that's all you have in life, and you're exiled from the only thing. Well, okay, uh, okay, I'd like. I mean, I'd, going back to last, you know, last yes, podcast yeah. or one before, you know, I, like I'd, I'd really like to talk uh, on on that then because there was a discussion that. I don't think made it terribly far. And look, look, I'm not trying to make you my my agenda ally over here. But like, I'm not trying to be the mouth of Sauron. No, over here. no, no. I don't. I, I, and listen, you're speaking only for yourself. And of course, shit on me if you don't agree. But um, maybe you can try to remember back to when you you were hella young and attending shows. I saw a thing recently. A band came forward. It looked like they were trying to get ahead of some allegations. That's how we all saw it. But the allegations never came to fruition. So taking the band on face value then, 
that it's not about for it's not about future allegations. It's about addressing the actual thing that they were addressing. They essentially said, "We abused our prominence. We abused our social capital, uh, and by by hooking up with fucking fans, you know." And am I crazy or is that crazy? Well, hey, friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan, and this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talk to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. I think that like maybe there are a lot of relationships where there's a power imbalance. So I guess, you know, guys in bands, cult personality, like girls who look up to them and like hook up with them for the sole purpose that they're in a band. That's their decision. If everyone is consenting, I don't have an opinion on totally it. Totally cool. If but, someone's not consenting or if there's coercion, sure. that's where the problem lies. But but I think that I think right on, but that that last point was exactly where we get into in my view splitting hairs about case by case basis. Is that is that what we got to rely on because like now, my girl, I've been with her for a few years now, and, and she's supportive, but she doesn't give a fuck about my... She's been with band, she's been with band dudes in way bigger bands than me. She, <laughs> she, 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 she would advertise it. She doesn't give a fuck. And I guess what I'm saying is, like, maybe I don't... Maybe I just don't have enough hands-on experience with being popular. You know what I mean? Because, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, maybe sure, that's the thing. Too. Like, because... 
I, when I was single, I still had to work for everything. And you know what I mean? Like, right. Like, you go on like, hey, check out this record I just put out. Yeah, no nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. Nobody's trying to fucking me for... But the point is, like, I just... I wondered when I heard that, oh, am I hella out of sync? Or is this like a one-off weirdo view that like... Like, I guess let's hear the room. Like, you it, like don't incriminate yourself, but like... It's it, something I've heard before, as people say. Yeah? Like people utilizing their like their position in a band or whatever to to adver- I mean number one if you're a touring band most of the people you're interacting with are people that probably like your band or the band you're on tour with right or they're whatever. engaging with you on you know what I mean capacity. so like does that sort of like affect your dating pool for lack of a better term and no question that, yeah. so if everyone's on the same page you could be like an ugly dude in a band <laughs> I and am. Yes. No, you, you're not. I think you're a handsome guy in a band, but that's so whole much. He was fishing so hard. <laughs> he was. That was so hard. He's like me too. You gotta right? let me go with the joke. When I say I, I am, know. you gotta keep rolling. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, whatever. If you saw how he lived, it's just. Um, <laughs> the name of his biography is going to be uh, "Dirty Rooms and Sad Dreams." Yeah. We're, we're currently Working recording this in my room. Workshopping. It is hella depressing. But it's getting we'll better. Get back to There's it. a we'll peanut butter it. installation. Yeah, it's a, we'll get back. It's to art. It's art. We'll get to it. Go on. Uh, so, I mean, I think everyone in a consenting adult relationship brings something to the table. One would presume. You know what I mean? Like, you might not be a, a nobody with no job, but if, like, you're a hella handsome, then some that's points, what you bring Some in. points yeah. awarded. Yeah. Some yeah, woman right, likes right. you because you're really good looking. Or you're fucking funny or whatever it right. is. Yeah. So, I mean, I think being in a band, being a beautiful woman, being a handsome guy, be, whatever, that's what you bring to the fucking table. And that's like your like your social like kind of capital that you have. Hey, as long as everyone's an adult and everyone's saying yes, exactly. I'm for it. I don't care. Correct. Personally. Right. And it, and depending like if you go like, I mean, we've all had these conversations that you're like, what you know, I have these conversations with like female friends all the time. Like, would you think that guy was good looking if he didn't have a guitar? Uh, My girl is unapologetic. My girl is like, I slept with hella band dudes. And if we, if you leave me tomorrow, I'll probably go back to it because it's fun. I don't give a fuck. Right, but like it's like that same person walking down the street. Would you go like, hey? But meanwhile, but, you know, but like John that, Mayer, right, like no. John Mayer walking down the street, people go, looking, dude. Yeah, really? No, but like him, no. him playing guitar makes it fucking hell, like all the difference in the world. Yeah, I've seen some ugly dudes no, get well, some beautiful women, right. yeah, There's, and get yeah. to like date way beyond their. But my, means it, but, because it, of, but like you said, that's what they're bringing to their. The that's table. what they bring. That's what I'm saying. So I guess I took a, a like this was an affront to me. I like was really weirdly. Yeah, yeah, offe- I was weirdly offended by it because, like, what I do, I can't speak for everybody, but what I do is hyper personal. You know what I mean? Like, and it's an extension of who the fuck I am. And if you like it, eh, you know, cool. there's a good chance you like me because you might I'm like hyper personal. You might like me, and and like so like when I extend myself, when I put myself, if you like. Like, let's say that you think I'm mad funny. Like, how is that different than you liking my music? I don't understand. Right. You think I can sing or you think I can tell a good joke? Uh, right. Like, right. Well, I mean, there's, I think, no, there's no using in that. Patrick, why do you feel attacked by I really, I really did. No, when you I, know when why? I, when because I read that shit, I was like, yo, I'm on crazy planet. I don't understand anything anymore. I think because there's some people in some worlds of music are separating themselves more from the art. This is a highly personal. Your stuff's highly personal. You know, so like you said, it's a, I, I think there's bands who do separate. It's like, oh, yeah, this is our band and we just write these songs and da da da. And I mean, Did they it's like still a real. Come up 
as like um, about the brand new thing? No, no, no. This was, oh, yeah. What band was it? You could say it because it, it was public knowledge. It was, it was a band called Pine Grove who That's right, had right, started right. picking up real momentum and filling like surprisingly big like twelve hundred yeah. person. Oh, they're really big bands. On the yeah. low, they were fucking really starting Blown to be loved. Up, yeah. And then they came out with this thing that was like, I'm not. Listen, this is not me misinterpreting. I'm I'm not an idiot. It, it was uh, it was straight up like basically, I've. I've been irresponsible in mismanaging my power in the power dynamic that is my relationship with, with the artist audience. to audience. Yeah. yeah. And like, and you know, we all thought, Oh shit, this dude, this is political. This dude's trying to get out ahead of something, but uh, no, nothing ever came out. Nothing ever nothing came out, ever. which, you know, maybe, maybe there is, maybe, maybe there is. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there, I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't follow him around, but like my point is like when I read it, I actually like, you know, like a Mad Magazine sort of thing, where like to indicate that I'm tripped out on this, I was like standing on my head for a second. Like I was like, I don't understand what the fuck is happening because, again, what I do is me. You know right. what I mean? You you like it? Sick. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, I'm detached right now. But like, if she dies, we. You know what I mean? Hit me up. Like, right. but but like, it, I I did not understand. Like, and I I just wanted to ask because I asked my girl and she said, you got to stop falling for the internet. Nobody actually believes that shit yeah and i was like did i get trolled did the internet get me and she's like yeah listen nobody actually thinks there's anything wrong with a band dude sleeping with a fucking fan there's nothing like nobody actually thinks that and i was like Yo, so no one did the like mm-hmm like, like shaking head like no this they is did what, a few no. people did a few people did but but like i just took it as like Yo, the world's changing so fast. Old man Patrick turning to dust over here. Fuck, I'm, <laughs> I'm the guy from fucking uh, uh, Last Crusade. I, I chose poorly. I, I, like, I, that's how I felt when I read that you're not allowed to sleep with fans. Because straight up, I don't, I don't have any fans that want to sleep with me. So, so <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that's not probably true. So, so, no, you know what? I'll be totally real with you for a second. Please. The, the women that have approached me the most, it has been... A transparent, sometimes announced. My ex-boyfriend was a huge fan of your band. Fuck him. I'd like to sleep with you. So it was, it was revenge. Revenge. I'm people's revenge. Like, and this has come up multiple times. I mean, you also play with your shirt off all the time. Yeah, but I haven't always, I haven't always looked good. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know. Like, like, Tom, you're really throwing me the good vibes. But I mean, like, singers and hardcore bands, you never, like... No one's ever like Liam Gallagher. That motherfucker looks beautiful when he sings. No fucking guy in a hardcore band ever goes like that, dude. No, I mean, you're maybe, sweating, maybe, you're spitting maybe, on yourself. Maybe Richie, you're yelling. maybe Richie, Richie Birkenhead. Yeah, good looking. Yeah, guy. he in the day, like into another Richie. Both I, eras. But, yeah, but both it, eras. Like silver got, shirt, Richie, got, or like <laughs> uh, no, I'm thinking, Richie. I'm thinking, uh, like uh, football jersey, football yes. jersey, and into. But he over, wasn't really screaming. He was more of a crooner. Overalls, into overalls, no shirt. Overalls, Richie. <laughs> That's a Morgado thing. That's where Morgado got it from. Yes. Overalls, exactly Richie. where he got it from. That's, so that's, anyway. that's rough on your nipples, to be honest. Overalls. A, a lot shirt. of chafing. Holy I watched the office God. yesterday oh, with the, the, the nipple chafing. people make for their art. You know exactly. What? So, okay. Uh, so, segueing this, because uh, your girl was really on something here that we talk about, and you kind of asked Ivy this, hardcore is a pretty insulated world. And so a lot of this stuff that we're talking about, it's like, yo. We talk about like the language people use and this and that. We were actually talking about it before the podcast. You go out and you talk to normal people, and it's like, holy shit, 
you you would be a bull in a china shop in hardcore and you're just a dude Why do who works so much hate in your heart right you just are a dude who works at Barnes and Noble and you're <laughs> you're slinging slurs like it doesn't like nothing's happening uh, so that's a great question but how, you get checked how insulated are we okay so i i work in a strip club and i probably meet more new people than pretty much anybody else like maybe people in bands notwithstanding but um yeah, normal people. They're racist. They're sexist. They're mean. This like drunk guy last night was just, pe- like, uh, I was standing in a group with these three guys, and one of them was just very drunk and like, just going off in this tangent about like, African Americans and whether or not they enjoy oral sex. And I'm just like looking at this guy like, I am so sorry <laughs> this is happening to all of us. Let's leave. And wait, start with how you got pulled up there. Okay, so this is what happened. I'm standing by the bar, enjoying myself, trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do in this overwhelming New York club. And this drunk guy just, like, has a sweater tied around his neck. And he's, like, middle-aged dad. I guess his wife is out of town and his kids are in college. And it's Thursday night. Let's get weird. Thursday. Yeah, he's night. going to Rick's Cabaret in New York City, where I will be until Wednesday, in case you have some money you'd like to throw. Um, <laughs> He just comes up to me and he's like, yeah, you're a girl who likes to party. I can tell. And if you've ever seen me, I'm, I just kind of stand there and I like bob my head because I don't know what else to do. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with my hands. And uh, <laughs> these like two younger, good looking Wall Street guys are like trying to chat me up because they're like, ooh, a girl with tattoos. She's edgy. <laughs> Bet she puts out. I don't. <laughs> so, yeah, this older guy is just talking to them. And like one of these guys is like a really good looking African-American dude. And he looks at me and he's like, oh, you don't want anything to do with him. They don't like going down on girls. Isn't that right? You guys never go down on girls. I'm oh like, why God. are you so interested no, about what his mouth is doing? No, yeah. but that, that's like a throwback because that was a stereotype that existed in my dad's era. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, like, it was probably your dad's age. Okay, all right, all right. A hun- true a hun- point. A hundred, a hundred. And this is just a guy who's like out in the world, has a job, probably has a family. He had a wedding ring. And I could not imagine running into that at a show. So I feel like being a girl who goes to hardcore shows is nice and safe and it feels wonderful. Do you think uh, we're like... Take. Yeah, I respect that. Like, do you think we're sort of like an echo chamber and it's like how like everyone is like, you know, on on the internet, you kind of like... You, we don't share the same like beliefs, so I'm not going to like pay attention to you anymore and you are kind of like in this like weird like feedback loop. Yes, so like when, yes, if yes, someone... Yes, yes, yes. If you were at a fucking show and someone was talking to you like they talked to you at Rick's, Cabaret, which I'd be, be like, first of all, you're too Wednesday. poor to be talking to me like Rick's that. Cabaret. So let's get that out of the way. <laughs> but wouldn't you be like, wouldn't it be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing right now? Dude, like, can anybody else hear this? Am I dead? Right, someone would get like that dude would probably get his fucking head cracked. So, so quick thing because you, when you go out into normal world, listen and experience what the fuck is around you. Uh, I live in at the Jersey Shore. One of the towns near us has a predominant uh, Hasidic Jewish population. Lakewood? Lakewood. Very nice people. Like, I've never had a bad experience. But there is a local distaste for it that I, it's, you know, they say Archie Bunker racism. It's not even that. It's just plain racism. Uh, I was with my partner and we were at the DMV getting her registration, all this stuff. And she, she was like doing the squeeze your hand and look at you with crazy eyes thing. And she says, hey, uh, so I leave. I'm like, she's like, well, did you hear what was going on? I was like, no, what was it? She's like, so the the cashier was explaining, oh, the DMV in Lakewood is closed today. And the customers, and so we've been really busy and it's been a 
pretty hard day and the customer's like, oh, you're having to interact with a bunch of people that you don't normally have to interact with, right? All those people are here. Just just straight up saying that and it's like, oh shit, yeah, that's right. Things aren't great. Like These people exist. They exist and there's a lot of them. Yes. Well, so uh, people see me because uh, I... uh, I don't think I'm like Mr. Edgy dude, but like maybe for hardcore land, I can be on t- at times. So people uh, r- will write me when they go through, and, and my band has an anonymous, you can anonymously write us, right? So I get these messages every once in a while that are like, I have entered the workforce and life is so much fucking different than it was at college. You know what I mean? Like, right. these are the sort of messages that, that it was in college or, or when I was kind of in my hardcore bubble. Right, but. right. Um, and I, th- I mean, my girl went to the same thing. My girl went to NYU. She's from overseas. She went to NYU. At the first week, there's all these uh, uh, orientations where they tell her all the words that, hey, listen, some of you are from the sticks some are you from overseas uh here's what you don't say and then she started a job where everybody said those words you're not supposed to say Random and she's pair. like she's like even the white people and i was like i was like yeah it's a, people are fucking terrible well it's, it's it's like quiet as it's kept like the map is not the territory the things that we say that we're not supposed to say still get said that's why people have to say don't say that because right. they still get fucking said you'd really think in 2018 People might learn how to control themselves in public. No, nope. hell no. Nope. Hell, motherfucker. No. Um, so, what else? Oh, actually, you tell me if you want to talk on it or not. We can edit it out. Um, you started dancing when? Uh, I started dancing nine years ago, ten years ago. It's perfect. So, have you, is it my perception that there has been a sea change in the perception of sex work among people in niche music land or is that real when i started dancing people were pretty mean about it okay thank you now i can publicly be a stripper on the internet and everyone's like you go girl okay so i'm not crazy so it was weird when you started like did you not feel like you could talk to people about it oh i I lost a lot of friends you lost friends over being a stripper i lost friends over being a stripper and i was like well you sucked anyway it's fine (laughs) just go fuck myself i've I've attempted to be friends with a lot of strippers and not not alienate them that's crazy who the fuck was off that train like was it a mixture of male and female, strictly female. Like what's what? male and female, and there's definitely fuck. okay. So when I first started dancing, there were definitely times in my life where I would be arguing with somebody, and they would say, "Well, you're a stripper," as if that would negate my opinions and everything right. else Holy about shit. me. Right. Was uh, this still in Florida? No, I started dancing in Virginia. Okay, because now, like when I was there was oh just so we're clear there's always been uh, sex work in punk and hardcore music you know yes. what I mean like it's a lot more visible now a lot more yeah, visible like and I don't I you know like um, my girl who works in that field but is really young you know I mean she she uh, she kind of worries that a lot of a lot of young people uh, are kind of empowered by all the talk about like yay sex work yay like you know it's an empowering place to be etc and the reality is much more in line with any labor job you've had in your life and and is not necessarily always the most empowering experience right i really think people need to realize what sex work is really about which is the money okay right let's let's focus on that 
because um you know i've met a lot of girls and have gotten messages and stuff on the internet like oh i want to start dancing like what do i do buy some shoes and go audition at a club that's what you do (laughs) and they're like yeah it just seems so like cool and empowering like yay sex positivity and i'm like if you're smart there will be no sex happening (laughs) right 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 right. you want to be sex negative in that environment so you can capitalize and profit the most yeah yeah so okay that's sort of a topic that i was going to weirdly circle for a second because but you addressed it very, very succinctly. Yeah, very yeah. succinctly. But like, I think it's really interesting watching that because I tried to explain to a 29-year-old uh, woman who has no contact with our, uh, with like sort of hardcore the, land. No, not just hardcore land, but sort of young people culture in general. Yeah. And I tried to explain to her, oh yeah, we selling butthole pics out here. You know what I mean? And she. Private Snapchat. She yeah, could right. not fucking wrap her head around. It Is that was a thing? Like, oh, where, like you don't know, photos? You don't know about the butthole. Oh, come yeah. on, man. Kids are crazy. We'll, we'll catch you up after the episode. I'm fucking yeah. 42, man. I'll send you some links. There's a lot of people that are supporting themselves, or at least uh, hey, supplemental income uh, off of sex work. And I mean, I'll sell it my, I'll, you know, if you want my belly button, I'll send it to you. It's cool. It's all good. Uh, hey, there's some people out there that might want that shit. Hey, man. You, you know what? You know that you're desirable in the bear community. You know that, right? No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like, man. so I, I'm, tight right. with, I'm tight with a bear. You got bear clout. I don't know if you're aware. I did not know that. Yeah, you got I'm honored. You got a thing. So cash it in as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, 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 we need to get you we need to get you up on them butthole pics. <laughs> I don't know if any yeah. you, you know, no, you know you have some subscribers to your private Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you know what's cool about that like, world? Tom gained a fan today. <laughs> you, you are, like that's cool about that world, which uh, yell at me if you want to, bears. I'm t- I'm I'm down with you bears. You can't even be You're mad. like an otter. I, yeah, you're an otter. I, I, you can't well, not, No, that's really what it is. No, I know. No, it's not I, I, I you're something else. an otter. I am a post twink you know what i mean like because you're I, a washed up twink i washed up twink exactly I, like is I'm, that actually the, i I'm, know twink is a term but are you a washed up twink i'm just spent I, post I, twink I, is a great style of music yes, now. I, I used to be a twink is now, that like bell and sebastian now i'm just yeah. fucking over but what i'm what i was gonna say is the cool thing about bear life is that it, you age like a fine wine it's not right. like like the grayer oh, your beard man. gets yeah yeah yeah, 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 up, yeah buddy. Oh my God. yeah i mean if i mean i'm wearing a flannel now it's you know yeah, the, you got to get on Growler. You have a hat. Yeah, What's Growler? Like Growler is grinder for bears. Real thing. I know. Listen. I man. mean, yeah. you're straight. Yeah, yes, listen, I'm straight. I mean, you're it's... not allowed to be. This is 2018. <laughs> Look, you got, you yo, got, you it's, it's, fucking it's fluidity, man. It's yeah, all right. Yeah, it's yeah, no yeah. big deal. Like, yo, right, man, it, I'll listen, join you know if you join. <laughs> Fine, I'm good. I'm, I don't know where I fit in, but I'll figure it out. You know, just grow a beard. Can you? I just want you to make the most money that you can. I respect the hustle. I do. I mean, you know. Okay. Social work doesn't really pay the bills, yeah? No, for sh- fucking for sure. Um, all right, so Ivy, we might jump back into some woman questions. Is there anything you want to talk about? Is there any burning fucking shit that, that like, people hit you with that now that you've got a platform of so many thousands of human beings uh, that you would want to expand on? Expound on? I'm pretty bummed. I have no access to grind. I was unprepared. You bullied me into doing this, and here I am. <laughs> well, so, so Patriarchy. So That's question true. for you. Do, you. do you get people who try to like, give you flack online about sex work, anything like that, or no? Nah? Is it pretty easy going at this point? The most annoying thing that I get is usually guys who are like, hey, let me see your feet. For free. Oh, yeah. No, and no. I feel insulted. But yeah, occasionally you'll get people who are like, you don't respect yourself. You're disgusting. No one will ever love you because you're a stripper. And I'm like, actually, 
dozens of people love me a night because I am stripper. <laughs> yeah, did, you say, did you say of all the insults, the one that is most quantifiably untrue, you just hit me with Now, that. do you get like a lot of randoms? Like, I, you know, like you follow like famous people online or whatever, and it's just sort of people being like, hey, man, I don't even know you. I don't even follow you, but I'm going to come to your page and tell you why I think you're X, Y, and Z. 100% all really? the time. So it's like your your followers are not just people you might have had interactions with over the years. It could be random. Oh, I have a lot of random followers. I actually recently discovered that there's like a separate DM like tab and Instagram for people that you, you don't, don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I looked at it the really? other day because I've never seen it before. Yeah, yeah I just discovered and I was this one terrified. That. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm sure that yours is uh, is pretty lit. Fucking. Uh, yeah. Do you get any like harrowing messages from people? Like fucking. Like I can't believe like some human being thinks this way. Um. No, but I have pretty thick skin, so nothing really surprises me that much. But sometimes people say stuff, and I'm like, hmm, we're just going to block you real quick and move yeah. on with our day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you went past the the rude asking for foot pics, and now we're in the... Uh, like, I might have to report you. Like, yeah, you might need a folder yeah. at the FBI kind of shit, yeah. Now so, we're like, I would love to see your head on a stick. Oh, uh, no. Well, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> you really do have that's a report. Yeah. if that one's yeah. not facing you. Because I would have been running. I would have been yeah. dancing for almost a decade, you know? Like, Fair. I. Uh, you wanna you wanna pump anything? You wanna promote anything while you got the mic? We can do we can do it at the end. But is there anything that we'll uh, wait till the end? Okay. All right. And um, keep in mind this will probably be running on Wednesday. So anything. Do we decide on Wednesday? Maybe we give it Tuesday. So we, we give it Tuesday. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm gonna have to like really fuck with. Oh, this, I'm gonna need this uh, out audio. tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah we're working <laughs> on that. All right. Um, yeah, we'll put we'll bump it up so you can get some business. Yeah, at fuck risk. yeah. Um, oh, dumb question. Pardon this fucking incredible like. I date a dancer, so I should fucking know. In your view, any awkwardness with some nerd coming to you and saying, I heard you on the podcast. Can I have a dance? Or is that just more green? 100%. I will be more likely to give them a dance if they say that. No okay, shit. Cool. Wow. Nice. Okay. All right. That's good promo Fish. for everybody. All right. I'm not going to catch you a deal, but I'll make it slightly better than my normal one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, hey, that's a deal. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's a deal. value. There you go. So, I'll okay. do it at 40%. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we want to talk about today? Do we want to talk about the what I'll just in no insulting way mm-hmm. call old guy fest the other day? Uh, oh, in Philly, I, yeah, I feel, get some I feel a little triggered with that. <laughs> no. Do you feel attacked? I do feel a little bit attacked. Uh, but listen, there's no judgment. I'm well on my way to being old guy. You know, but what I, mean, I mean, it was old guy fest, but it was for a benefit, and you know, people came out of the. I think that we see old guy as an insult, but I am three. Well, as we were I, I'm talking, four, I'm four fifths old guy. True. I see your gray hairs. Yeah. As we were talking about on our group chat, which is just axe to grind the private, Talk, like yeah. the Sorry, Patreon Justin. version. Um. There is something to be said for old guy fests. So, like, well, no. So, be- I think my argument was old guy night, which was what this was. Well, that's was what I mean. Like an, a, an event. It was kind of like old guy hardcore night, like old guy R, like R and B night at the club. You know what I mean? But that's it's like what I'm old saying. guy hardcore night versus uh, what we will talk about in a future episode: OMBs, old man bands. Interesting. But I think like all right. So like back like. I took my like my mom and my sister to some like doo-wop thing in Ocean Grove, right? <laughs> and like every do every band would be like, you know, one living member. Yep. And they'd get up there, do two they had two or three songs, you'd go, Oh shit, I know this song. I didn't know this was sung by the platters, whatever the yeah. fuck. Right. And they're off and the next band's up. I think 
not to get all fucking Jamie Josta on you, I think there's a market for that. And if you were like, yo, boy sets fire, get up and do your four fucking bangers. <laughs> hey, Damnation, come up and do fucking Hangman and fucking No More Dream. Like, and kind of... Maybe not everyone does do Cut. full sets, just, just, just but do, do like ten old man bands and just bang out like forty songs. You know what? I think I, this. I had the same. So okay, I had the same thought that this, I'm not mad at this, right? I'm not mad at old guy shit. And when I am on the subway and there's an advertisement for some Spa- some Spanish shit, like uh, like uh, whatever, like Spanish language, uh, like music night, but it's aimed at 40 year olds it's aimed at 50 year olds same thing with R&B nights just like you said right like, like you see like TKA and ASA, you know like all these different bands like but they're playing Radio City Music Hall uh, and, my and thing they're is still like, you know like yo I don't like to live in the past but there's nothing that necessitates that just because you went to one old guy event to see something that you like doesn't mean that you are living in the past no y- y- you can like the old shit and the new shit do I wish that there was some way to adequately blend those things, sure, but like, but, but does it happen in 2018? No, fuck no. I mean, but, if Boy Sets uh, Fire is playing before Turnstile, say at that show, Turnstile will sell that place out, and no one will give a fuck about the other bands. I, That's yeah. like, how do you get exposed yeah. to to bands new or old? Because you mentioned recently getting exposed to to Dead Guy, actually. Yeah, I don't. Usually, somebody will just be like, "Oh, you might like this. Listen to this." Right. And I'm like, "Oh, this is cool. I like it." And then I file it away. Right. And if you're at a show and it's a new band or an old band, if somebody's like, oh, check this out, you're not like, oh, it's just a bunch of old dudes up there. Oh, yeah. I like old dude music. Yeah, oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she does. Uh, no like, old guy bigotry. All right, good. Well, I mean, she did mention Negative Approach as one of her favorite Negative bands. Negative Approach, Husker Du. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, um, John I mean, John Brandon's probably 55 if he's a day and a dude. You know, uh, no, yes. no question, right? He might be 60. Yeah, no, I mean, not, not 60, but mid-50s. Um, I think that that show heard positive reviews. Sold out way in Sold advance. Sold out way in advance. Benefit, good cool cause. Cool bands, by the way. I think, I think if I had an opportunity, I wish I was in Philly. That, for, to see All Else Failed and I Hate You. Now, granted, you only need fucking four I Hate You songs, but they're all going to be done. They could play 25 and they'd, be, they'd still be Ten done in minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah. So, like, I, but I Hate You and All Else Failed on the same bill. I'm, I regret not being there. And you know Damnation, I mean? too. I love Damnation. Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of something for everybody. If you're in yeah. our age range, you know, I'm. I like one voice that's fire song. I think because I haven't listened to it in 20 years. Uh, Damnation, a uh, couple tracks. I mean, they're not really in your. Well, I mean, they put out records on Rev. You, you guys got to stop pigeonholing my shit. Um, <laughs> but, but, Youth but, Bob doesn't like metalcore. Yeah, it's no, we've it's gone over this. All right. Um, so, uh, but I, I do like I Hate You, and Shark Attack played a couple songs, and they're going to be playing United Blood down in Richmond. So Get your tickets. Uh, I hear they're almost sold out. Yeah. You, att- you attending this year? You're, you're a UB regular. Is that true? I've gone to a couple years. I didn't go like the last two because I lived in New Orleans, but I might go to this one. Maybe I'll get my tickets soon because I hear they're selling out. <laughs> Hardcore marketing is a big You're good at this promo thing. Yeah. you got to cut some promos. Um, so I... I think there's a space for it. I think when it becomes the norm, it can be a little sad. Like, like okay, emo night to me. Are we all familiar with emo night? Yes, it's gigantic. Yeah, are you Bob? You know, the emo night might be outside of your fucking. He's I got. He's made night. a CD with a Taking Back Sunday song on it at some point. No, That's no, I'm, I've never heard Taking Back Sunday. Um, you just relax. I have not. No, I, I'm very familiar with emo night. Yes. Okay. Well, listen, I wouldn't blame you as a man over fucking. You know. The, no. the, I only know it because I know women that they love that shit. They go there and they fucking. Yell I mean, it's the equivalent of going to like dance night. 
but, but like, it's your dance. For me, for whatever reason, I'm repelled by it. Like I straight up, like I feel gross when I hear about it. That's because you're a hater. That's is that what it is? That's what it is. Or is so, it because what you, you never like the band to begin with, and it seems like you're definitely living in the past by going to scream along with fucking whatever bullshit band played over the PA. Right, you Ivy, I mean? Ivy, emo night. Um, you're not as big a hater. Have you gone? No, I've never gone. I think oh. the closest I've ever been to an emo night is like sometimes I'll lock myself in my car and listen to Taking Back Sunday. There you go. There you it's, go. The only, only emo. It, and only it's on like private browsing or listening on Spotify <laughs> so nobody knows. No, I ab- See, you show, you, I show my age because I don't even know about I mean, I just listen to anything. Of, you know, you can catch me listening to Todd Rundgren, whatever. It's no, all li- there. Listen, I abuse that private listening on Spotify. I really I do. I bet you do, hater. But, okay. So yeah, we're we going to peep in on Pat's secret emo playlist there. It, uh, it gets dark. Uh, early, early EVR there. We are going to... Oh, I'm going to say something that's totally haterish, okay? Uh, and Tom might need to jump in on this one. But, Bob, point blank, is Worlds Collide anyone's favorite band? No. On Earth? No. Not no. one human being? I don't think so. I mean, Tom might... Tom might disagree. He feels pretty strongly about damnation. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people, Tom is in the bathroom right now, but yeah, he's I, coming back. while he's away, no, I, I don't think people in Worlds Collide think Worlds Collide is their favorite so, band. So no. I thought about this the other day because I listened to Worlds Collide and thought, this is fine, but thought, man, it's kind of crazy that you could be a band that gets not name checked for their sound, but kind of just is always in the periphery of the conversation your name is on every flyer you are part of a dynasty you but nobody feels that strongly about you i mean i think they were a band who toured a bunch in the 90s and were around in a time where there maybe was a deficit in kind of bands and so they get name checked but they don't get sound checked you know what I mean? How many no, bands do you think, think so. sound well, like I, them? And I, that's, why I don't, that's why I don't hate on it even the slightest. It's just like, oh, yeah, you know, that was a band that happened. And uh, it's, it goes to a point that I talk about frequently in terms of, like, apathy is worse than active dislike. So, you know? so is us talking about it just pure hateration? I don't even know where the hater... I think it's apathy. I mean, we're just kind of But like, is that worse? Hey. But you said that's worse yeah, than hate. It's worse. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> so, worse. I mean, I, I actually... I really like their logo. Yeah, um, everybody does. It's cool. It looks cool on flyers. Have you ever heard of Worlds Collide? Yeah, no, Ivy is not. It's... Um, so they kind of were in the world of battery and... But it played the other day, right? Prior. Did it play the they other day? They did play okay. the other day, yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, Greg Brown, who, uh, with the dude who does Celebrated Summer Records in Baltimore, co-released the Integrity Mayday split. Uh, Greg was the roadie in the 90s. He's been the warehouse manager at Rev for a long time, so no hate to Worlds Collide. That's cool. I believe Lita from WWE... Uh, wrestler was a former roommate. Maybe was in bands with some of those guys. So there that, you go. Where'd that fact come from? I, I, you know, you asked me a question about it. If you want to hear about it, I can. Okay. But he was a roommate of them. So there you go. Worlds collide, folks. I don't know why we talked about that. Uh, uh, We're just killing time till Tom gets no, back. No, just because they played the other day, and I saw them on the on on the flyer, and thought, I don't know anybody that gives a shit. No, I don't think so. But I mean, do you think there's a lot of people like Railhead? No, I, to be honest, that that is real. I saw old guys get fake excited, and I didn't know what to make of it. Yeah. 
I didn't see that. And, oh, you didn't even see that. I didn't even see that. Oh. And I'm not trying to be mean. No, because I they're are they Philly local? That's that's know. the impression I got. I th- and I, I I think I've exhibited a pretty nerd level of knowledge on this stuff. And I'm like, oh, Railhead. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's <laughs> not even a diss. And I, I mean, I attribute that to a lot of. That. And I think that show sounds cool. And it, I think they actually did it right. It doesn't seem like anybody wore out their welcome on stage in terms of, oh, we played for a million hours, blah, blah, blah. So No, that's the thing. I, it, it, by all accounts, it was a really fun show. Um, oh, wow. We have a, we have a silent guest. Uh, okay. So, Tom, if you want to chime in on this, the question was, does anyone on Earth consider Worlds Collide their favorite band? Probably not even the guys in Worlds Collide. Thank you. Okay. We, Direct quote from the previous thing. Yeah. <laughs> covered. Okay. We were, we were scared that you felt strongly about Worlds Collide. No, I don't really have a feeling either way. Right. Um, I know what I was told, they were the one band that didn't really get a reaction. Okay. I don't uh, know. I mean, they're, I think they're before the 90s were cool. Oh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. I agree it. with that. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Like, they're like 91, 92. Yep. No one really gave a shit. So, that's a good way to put it. So, okay. Uh, we're going to play a game now. <laughs> All right. We're going to try this. Now, we're, not, we're no sound engineers, so this might struggle. We'll find out. Uh, it's called Ivy's Face is the name of the game. Yes. <laughs> and basically, when I asked Ivy, hey, you want to be on this shit? She said... I don't even know why you're coming to me. I just go to shows, have a good time. I'm not, I'm not nerd like you. You yes. know what I mean? I'm not built to like. I think my exact words were, "I hardly like hardcore." Yeah, but that's false. <laughs> you're not like built that's to false. Nerd. If you can, you like negative you, approach. You yeah, like hardcore. If you say a negative yeah. approach, if you like, maybe Husker I just like do. old guys yelling. Well, I mean, hey, you know, <laughs> working working a kitchen. And so, <laughs> visit so, my dad's house. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> so, John Brandon works in a kitchen. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He's so, a cook. Okay, Check but we thought a fun game, right? This was actually your idea, would be to play some newer bands and kind of your review. You're not going to say anything. We're going to sort of interpret your face. Okay. Right? So the way we're going to do it is that Pat is going to intro and cue up the track, play it. Uh, Ivy's going to make the facial expressions. I'm just going to react. Tom, she's just going to react. Tom is going to describe the facial expressions, and I will say whether she liked it or did not like it. Okay. So... A band that I'm, I became a fan of on the new release that we have to talk about that just came out. Oh, wait. And where are we getting these bands from? Oh, this is the Sound and Fury 2018 playlist curated by Sound and Fury Festival, which aren't paying us for anything, but like, nope. it's a cool fest, so go if you want. Um, <laughs> but a, ba- a band that we have become fans of, and uh, I became a fan on this new record uh, that just came out. We've talked about them a ton, Trail of Lies. The reason I like them now is because on the new record, his voice is absurd. It's like a fucking joke voice, but awesome. It's so fucking crazy. Someone described that Colin... Did you see the Colin Young? No, what did he say? What happened, Bob? No, what I mean, he, he said it sounds like Troy Corps. He's just making... Stop trying to make Troy Corps happen. Oh, it, it existed. <laughs> it's like when people speak things into existence. It gets sent to me like, man, why is he always talking about Troy Corps? Major props to the Youngs for making Troy Corps happen. <laughs> Stop trying to make Fetch happen. <laughs> We're going to hit it. Got Fight it. for victory. Ivy's a little bored. A little head bob. Just considering waiting for some lyrics. It almost seems sarcastic. Her yeah, like I feel like she has to. She feels like she has to. 
looks sad, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, she yeah. looks like someone told that Santa didn't exist. Still thinking about it. She's giving it the gas face. Yeah, now it looks so discouraged. I'm, I think I'm gonna stop. Like she was in like a phone booth that someone farted. Oh, no. Wow, got the wave. Yeah. Fucking hard hand. That's a, that's a, that's a no from Ivy. That's a no. <laughs> All right. Sorry, dog. Sorry, Trail of Lies. All we right. still like you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like we, I said before, I'm not an expert, and I hardly like it. Okay. I'm gonna big. I'm gonna big up my homies. This is Capital Punishment by Detain. Harm reduction. This motherfucker records. consistently throwing shit out there, trying to sell records. Hey, you, you can't make the face. That's oh, trying to in, inspire emotion. It's getting, she's giving solid head. Yes, she's enjoying it. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Wow. All right, so Ivy, what, what pulled you in on this one? Oh, I just like the guy's voice. Like, he seems very, he's like very full of conviction, whatever he's mad about. Good. Yes. Agree. Right, I like that. Okay. Uh, like a man with conviction. You don't have to be right. You just have to be sure. Here's a wild card for me. Don't know it at all. It's Low Life by the band Nosebleed. Is Richmond. Nosebleed. Is that? Uh, Richmond Hardcore. Oh, is this Richmond? We're going to throw it's it. It's Valentina. I like Nosebleed. She's going to throw Or is he going to throw it back? Yeah, I like it. All right, she shrugged. Of course. She, she shrugged and smiled like these are my homies. I got it. Yeah. No, but I mean, I, I think this is far. way more up your alley, too. <laughs> no, that was good. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, now I'm going to wild card this. No. You're not even going to announce I'm it. Just say what it is. Yeah, just I'm go right uh, play I'm going to, let's see. Damn. Aggressive head nods, bobbing back and forth. I, if I can see what I think it is. Ivy's into it. And she's kind of dancing right now. This sounds like Charlie Day. The guy from It's Always Sunny. Yeah. I think this guy's funny voice, yeah. That was Drug Church. That's my funny voice. So, so we've played five songs, two shameless self-promotions. Yeah, seriously. He's, he's just trying to get his fucking... <laughs> all right, hold his, on, hold on, hold on. It's, it's all right, up. it's yeah. all right. Hold on, we're going to do one more, all right? Uh, Are we doing a, a blind play? Or yeah, is we'll this do a blind play. Blind play. All right, all right. Tom, you ready to read her face? Re- ready I'm for ready. I actually kind of like this better than the reviews that we were talking about earlier that made me so mad. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, this should, should be how everyone just... Yeah, this is better. It's just like a YouTube link being like... Yeah, it is. Agree. Agree. Okay. Stink face. Let's try We're better this. than Pitchfork. Pensive. Thinking about it, not 100% sold yet. She does like the game, though. She does. Okay. I was giving the approval. Sounds like something's about to happen. Something's about to happen. <laughs> it's about to happen. <laughs> the vocals turn to Ravi for a little. Yeah, this is a good fun. That's a really funny face. I hope you make it more. That was kind of like. The tongue is out. The tongue is out. There's some laughing. Oh, not hate the backups. Could sounds like more door. Mordor, you know 
saying that she, not she totally, might not have liked it, but she enjoyed the experience of listening to it. I was trying to decide if I had to go to the bathroom or not. Like, is this the one that I go pee for? <laughs> like, if that was like, if you were watching that live, would you walk out? No, I no. mean, I would, it would have to be really bad for me to walk out no, in the first place because the bar is inside. I know what that was. <laughs> that that was uh, day by day. From day now by day by from day. From now on. From now on. Which which it sounds like they're saying Mordor. It does sound like they're saying Mordor. I didn't know that that's Mordor. Mordor. I didn't know what that's what day by day sounded like. That's sick as fuck. Yo, you would like day by day. Yo, yeah, yeah, man. I, I thought it was some like youth crew bullshit. That no, was sick you would as fuck. Like no, day by day a lot. Dude sounds like Tim Vod. Yeah, he really does. I think the music's hard. My reviews are that I think the production hasn't totally hit, but you would really. I was record. with that. I feel like they're a band that, like, at United Blood or South, South Florida, Florida will South fucking... South Florida hard, hardcore. They're going to murder it. Yeah, all right. I was yeah. with that. Okay. Uh, do we have any other topics we want to talk about, or are we good to wrap? I think that was a good episode. I think it was a good episode. How long did we go? Uh, we're, like, almost... We're circling two hours, I think. No, it's got to be more than that. No, no, no. no. Uh, so... We were actually so it's like a short episode for... for, for by our sorry, standards, everybody. yeah. By our standards. Because the only other topic that I have is... We... But it's a turnstile-related topic, so it's like... Uh, so let's uh, go into new music that we, we check. Okay, let's, yeah, we'll save that for another time. Let's talk about what we listened to this week. Does anybody have anything they want to jump in on? Yeah. I'm just going to pull up the name because I'm going to butcher it. And I, I discovered the dead guy with the band. There you go. Yeah, so tell us that. Yeah, yeah please. Yeah, yeah um... What's their one record called? Like fixation, fixation on, on a coworker. coworker. Yeah. I think that's the part I really liked, and I was like, "Ooh, this sounds creepy." Yeah. Let's get into yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Did, now, did the music meet your? I liked it. Did you think it was creepy? Like, did um, it have like that weird like this dude's gonna come in and like? I mean, do I want to be alone in an Uber with the guy? No, but. I mean, I think that's a fair, fair that's a description I liked of it. Tim like, Singer. I would yeah. follow him on the internet, and I'd be like, "What's this wacky dude up to?" You know what he's up to? He's up to antiquing. Is he? Yeah, he owns an antique shop with his with his wife in Jersey. Oh, I thought they were out like in no, the Pacific North. That's oh, amazing. Oh, is that right? I thought no, it was Jersey. No, no. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, cool. In that I've, case, I take it back. I want to be in Uber with him. I've, I love antiques. I, I, I've asked him to be on records for self-defense not multiple times. It. He's not feeling us. <laughs> I don't think he, he doesn't feel much. He's things. not with it. He doesn't he's really. Not, like, he's yeah. not with the shits. Um, so let me ask you: Did you ever have a metalcore period? Because I don't consider Dead Guy metalcore, but like that is metalcore roots to me. Uh, did you ever have like South Florida? Did you were you on like what was the bullshit down like, there? I mean, what, are you talking like a Poison the Well type thing or like a Remember like Never? Remember Never is from the oh, Metalcore. No, I mean I Evergreen Terrace. Absolutely not. Well, okay, strong wow, feeling. strong. Okay. okay, actually, let me. This yep. is how I discovered what hardcore was. I was in high school and this very strange dude was just like talking to me about that's something, the way, that's and the way I this think all goes, yeah. I think he was like on Xanax or something, and he was just like. You should listen to these bands. I was like, okay. And he like wrote out this list in like weird graffiti letters, and like Evergreen Terrace was on it. But then at the bottom, Minor Threat. I was like, oh, this That's is a neat. random melange of. It's a, it's a terrible list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, are you shitting on Minor Threat? No, please. I mean, How many tattoos do I need? But, yeah, sure, but you do have a. But the yeah. uh, no, just that somebody would lump those together is despicable. He was a strange guy. I think he went on to be like a Gucci model or something. Is that right? Yeah. That's why. Okay, I understand. I was, stitches. I was wondering why you took. Oh, was it Stitches? Is that where he's from? Florida? He's from Miami. Well, oh, so here's fuck. here's the big thing, and and I can't speak on it very intelligently, but South Florida had a weird uh, local scene in Miami that was like sort of grimy Cuban city. Yes. People who were into hardcore, but also like weird there was a neurosis and stuff and like grimy crust punk. And it was a oh, weird, yeah. it was like a mix of 
92 New York hardcore meets uh, crustier punk stuff and I can't really speak on intelligently I was in right. West Palm Beach and it was like very crusty punk and yeah like, and that kind of had a big I mean not to say burrito records but there was a big foothold of that kind of stuff I don't want to well, get yeah. myself in trouble uh, but there was at least one actual kind of total weird gangster band yes from, like which uh, I won't speak on it too much but like we're talking about dudes who used to tour in like uh, a fucking Escalade, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, which, which is the sickest fucking look? Right. But there was a band called Brethren from Hialeah. Oh, that one I don't know. That was from mid to late nineties. That were a great band. I mean, we're yeah. and Weapons Meet from down there. That's not they great. were there. Um, well, they, they were from Florida. They were from okay, Florida. yeah, that that part's fact. Yeah, um, okay, so uh, dead guys, your suggestion for the week? Wow. Uh, so all right, sell them to a younger person. Hey. Do you like all your old friends? You know, your old friends 20 years older than you who kind of still hang around and tell you shit you don't know? Check out Dead Guy. <laughs> that's the best. That's, that's yeah, perfect. That's, yeah, that's, you're, the, you're drop for, that's the drop for the podcast. That's too. literally our podcast in a nutshell. Um, all right, Tom, what else you got? Um, I checked out this band called War by Other Means. Did, did any of you guys check I've out? I've heard that name. What is it? Dude's from Buffalo. Yep. Really good. Okay. Kind of have like a strife vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, vocals really good. Recording was cool. Um... It's on Bandcamp or by other means dot Bandcamp dot com. Um, a friend, uh, Brett, who is, is in another um, in Selective Aggressive, I think. Selective Aggressive, who, who are on our playlist for the last episode. Uh, that band's really good. I believe. Um, I'm sorry if I'm wrong. I think, but he, I think you're right. Uh, but he sent it over and it was really, really, really uh, cool. It came out on the 28th of February. So check it out. All right. You got any new stuff? Yeah. Uh, so Threat to Society has a track up called Web of Deceit, which the two is literally the numeral two, which is how you know a band is good. Uh, I expected sort of like, you know, like a Billy Club sandwich or something like that. And it is heavy, but I think, uh, listen, I would never say smart heavy, but they, it feels like they are very self-aware. And like, okay. I know not everybody likes that, but I think that's cool. Like, I think that they are students of the type of music that they're trying to play. And again, I know not everybody's with that. Some people want, like, no, I want the most fucking raw, like, un, uh, uneducated fucking thing. This sounds like dudes who, like, you know, like, are hate breed fans, but also, like, maybe Vietnam fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yep. like, like right. that sort of thing. Uh, and I was feeling it. And They're from Jersey, right? Uh, yes, North Jersey. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also, there, here's a weird one. So I half beef with this band or like half axe to grind. I don't think they beef with me, but I just got like a weird sort of thing is Screaming Females. Yeah. And this new record, I'd be the first to shit on this band because I don't want them to have anything after some shit. But like this new record is fucking good. It is fucking good. Yeah. And like, because they were, they were at one point trying to shred and yeah. that sucked. And was goofy. This is honestly like Till Tuesday or or, or Rubber Rodeo. Really? It is pop music. Yeah. And I will shit on pop music 99% of the time. But if you give me good guitar pop, and this, when I say this isn't even the pretenders, this is Rubber Rodeo. Yes. This is fucking like somebody's shot this would be playing like the whiskey yeah. you know what I mean and that sounds like a knock but these songs are fucking hot this is a good record that I did not expect 
And I, I actually like some of the old Screaming Female stuff. I, I like a couple tracks off Power Moves. I think that's the record. Um, but uh, but yeah, I've heard really good things about this one. So. It's fucking hot. I was shocked. I'll have to check it out. I like their older stuff. Um, I mean, there's I a lot of shredding. There's I, I, there's there's minimal shredding. shredding yeah, that's what I heard. Is they they toned it down, and I think it's gonna catch well. So I I wonder if they missed their window because uh, so you're you're down with their crew. You're down with the people black that numbers, put right? them out and all that. Right? Vaguely, yes. Okay. Is it black number? No. No, I think it's Don, Giovanni. Don, is he? Don Giovanni. So like, you may might be able to speak to it more than I can. They do decent numbers. They do well. Yeah. Okay. So more power to them. Uh, I think that this record comes maybe, and I'm not in that world, maybe past the point where people wanted to like them. Like, this is a band that some people wanted to win. They, people got behind it, but the songs weren't necessarily there. There was there was a couple good tracks on each record. Nobody's mad at it. It's good live, whatever. But I think that this might... Maybe this is too late in a career to have the record. Like too little, too late. Almost maybe. Well, yeah. it's just a, depends on if they exit the world they're in and enter a world that's uh, a higher consciousness, uh, like higher um, awareness. And I don't know if that world exists. Like this is absolutely from the way you describe it, something that could be playing in every Starbucks across the country. I think it should. Right, and I just I, I wonder it? if they have the entry point for it. I think they still can, but it's it's going to take that. To vault them past where they are now. Yep. Okay. Um, me, uh, I uh, I didn't listen to a ton of new stuff this week that I can remember off the top of my head. But my friend Dave has a band in Austin, Texas called Obedience. Punk, hardcore, kind of thrashy stuff. Uh, I'd say check that out. And this band, Lose Lose, which is the guy Billy from Death Threat and Tragedies band from Portland. Uh, both those things sound like what you would think they sound like. Okay. All right. I. Uh, People at home, listen and go to iTunes. Give us the stars that you feel we deserve. In my view, that's five. And let's, yeah, five stars for sure. Um, thank you so much to Ivy. And your Twitter handle is Ivy underscore Allison. And thanks for having me. Thanks for bullying me into doing this and not letting me bail because I really tried to. You did, was I was I coercive? Was I one hundred percent? Is this something I might we call talk you out? About? I'm calling you out. Actually, oh my god, wow, I would appreciate Dick. it. It was just a matter of time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Follow us at Axe to Grindcast on Twitter and email us at Axe to Grind Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and for real, for real, we, uh, we're we not doing guests every episode, but if there's a reason why we should talk to you, feel free to hit us up uh, and we'll put you in consideration. It's cool to have conversations. Thanks again to Ivy. Yeah. They're taking anybody now, so email them. <laughs> well, also, until Wednesday. I'm going to be at Rick's Cabaret in Manhattan, so come see me. Unless you're poor, don't. Yeah, definitely no, <laughs> no pores. Thanks. <laughs>